Hello and welcome to the August 2015 edition of the TetraCast. My name is Zach Reese. I am your host. Joining us today is a short group of individuals uh, that sound exactly the same, and so this will be an interesting conversation that we're going to have. So joining me first is Adam Vitali. Hey. Hello. Not really much of a TetraCast if there's only three people, is it? It's a very short group, but we're a very chatty group of people, so I think we'll be okay. I think we can keep this rolling for a couple hours at least. Yeah. <laughs> we'll keep it rolling. And then Josh Torres, of course, is joining us as well. I don't know what you guys are talking about. With me here, there's always a Tetra cast. That's true. As long as you're here, right? It's yeah. I mean, we sound nothing alike anyway. So. Yeah, no, totally. I, this is the thing is that we can keep a conversation going for hours, I think, without anyone else interrupting us now. So we don't need Simon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We don't need Simon shooting down our opinions. That's fine. We can move on without him for now. <laughs> That's not why he's not easier, though, by the way. He's just busy with something else. So. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. So we have a lot. Let's, let's just go right into it. We have a lot to discuss today, guys. I mean, July was one of the biggest months on record for the RPG genre. At least in, as far as, like... This year, I think. I think this might be the biggest year, uh, biggest month we've had as far as news is concerned. It's been kind of nuts. Um, but before we get into all that, I did want to go into a short discussion about the games you guys have been playing because um, July is always, uh, t- you know, generally speaking, a pretty dry month in terms of game releases. And so, I like to think we take a, take some time out and go through our backlog and find games that we haven't really spent too much time with or at least have not gotten a chance because of everything else. I mean, I've covered maybe like a dozen reviews on this site so far this year, and so this was a really good time to kind of kick back and find games that I wanted to try out. But obviously, you guys have been also been playing some stuff too. I mean, I've been following your guys' accounts on Twitter, and it's it seems like you guys have been playing a lot of stuff. I mean, Josh... Um. Uh, I I've, I've been playing uh, stuff, some RPGs, some not. Uh, I am, you know, I, I don't discriminate. You know, I am for all genres. I'm looking right? at what you put down as far as games you've been playing so far. Do you want to start with RPGs or not RPGs? Most, I think we should probably talk about the RPGs first and foremost because you did okay. note okay. a lot of the stuff here. But let's let's talk about something that um, recently got a re-release on the PlayStation Four just this week. Um, and so, of course, I'm talking about Sword Art Online Rehollow Fragment, a game that uh, a lot of people didn't really know what to make of it uh, because mm. obviously the it's a game was yeah. most well known for its translation. That's what I'm talking oh. about. Yeah, it's the fact that like didn't know whether it was going to have a retranslation or not. I said before that I heard from a representative that it wasn't supposed to be retranslated; that it was just going to be a direct port. Turns out that's not true. It's actually yeah. got a new version, right? Okay, yeah. I never uh, keep in mind. I never played the original uh, okay. Hollow Fragment release, but I've seen the screenshots around of the interesting translations of the original Vita version. Penetrations uh, all around. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I haven't really read into any of those. Like the the text is the it's you know flows well. Uh, it doesn't seem stilted on like the original release. There have been there haven't been like any like mentions of like penetration or anything throughout it um i haven't uh got into that scene yet where um what was her name the one with the pet uh when she dresses up in a maid outfit like i know there's a picture of that 
roaming around the internet with an interesting transformation uh translation are you talking about asuna no asuna? Asuna, the, the, the one with the pet silica uh, silica, silica. Yeah, yeah there we go i'm glad someone knows their anime characters yep. here that's that's me <laughs> yeah he's adam's totally anime that's anime adam but uh so so far uh i've had mixed feelings about it. I'm like maybe two to three hours into it right now uh, still working my way through it. obviously it's a massive game because uh hollow fragment in itself is kind of like a mixture of two different games it has the original uh sword art online infinity moment game in it uh, back on the psp uh it also has the new hollow area which is included in ho the hollow fragment uh release so there's a lot of content to take in but what i want to focus on because you know as many of you have already played uh, Hollow Fragment is uh, what Re-Hollow Fragment adds to the game. Obviously now on PS4, only for PS4 Re-Hollow Fragment isn't on Vita. Um, it does have it does have a resolution bump to 1080p. It also can go to a max frame rate of 60, which actually looks really nice in motion. Oh, well, I Very didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah, I mean, but Here's the thing, it, it has a max frame rate of it. it it's, not, it's not locked to it or anything. There's a, very much a variable frame rate going on in it. The most, uh, it goes really bad in when you first uh, go to the first time or uh, first town out of its only town, Ark Sophia. Um, this game chugs when you load into a zone with a lot of NPCs. Oh. It'll go down to maybe, you're talking, we're thinking 15, maybe 20 frame, frame oh rate. My, from 62, wow. Yeah. Uh, so it's a, it, it does chug in the town, but like in more secluded areas, like out in the field, it does run fairly smoothly. I'm I'm digging it so far. I'm liking uh, just being able to play it on the big screen, and it does look quite nice despite being uh, you know. I mean, there are there are going to be icky textures here and there, especially on the ground. Yeah, um, I saw that at E3 too. I felt like it, it. It's definitely a port. It felt like a, a slightly remastered port, but it's. Yeah. Does it take advantage of the PS4 at all? Like, does it use any of the features that you would expect, like the share feature? Have you been using any of that stuff? It does. Well, it has a standard uh, share feature, like on any PS4 game, but yeah. it, uh, it doesn't have like what Akiba's Trip does with like uh, with uh, streamer or people who are spectating you. They don't have any effect on what they type in, unlike with Akiba's Trip. Well, it's a weird thing to compare it to because that was a yeah, unique feature. Yeah, that's the, that's the thing that I th think of like when you have like live stream uh, interactivity, right? That was a crazy. I played some of that. It was a crazy experience because yeah, you could really affect and throw items in the in the play and all that stuff. But yeah, I mean, it's. I think I noticed that at E three too. It felt like it felt clunky. Uh, the combat. I felt like the camera was zoomed in too close to the action. Is that kind of how you felt I, as well? I I, I kind of feel that way too. It was funny because like the tutorial uh, boss on the first Hollow mission. I I feel like I kind of glitched it. No. In some weird way that like I so how the battle system uh, goes in this game just uh, real fast is um, you start off uh, the battle going into engaging an encounter and then you have these burst skills that you activate by chaining uh, the circle attack and then eventually you'll come to a sword skill that you can uh, initiate and then uh, when you have no burst when your burst gauges uh, runs out it's uh, advisable that you do a, a switch command which is initiated with a down D-pad. And then that uh, your partner character, you can only have like one partner character aside from you at any given time that like goes in front of you and like attacks uh, as well. So like you're taking more passive role as they're in front of you and that, that refills your burst gauge really fast so you can continue unleashing an onslaught of uh, attacks. And 
what happened in that um, first encounter was I was unleashing attacks, and then after I got done with my uh, sword skill, I like did a sidestep and like it glitched the camera out, so it only focused on my uh, partner character. So I was off to the side; I couldn't see me. But the what? You could see, like you could, but you could see like the 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 boss like focusing their attacks on my uh, partner. So it's like I didn't really exist in that battle, so I got free attacks and won very easily. What? It was bizarre. I wish oh. I, I I didn't think about like actually recording it at the time. Yeah, it, it's kind of hard to talk about this game because, as you said, you've only played a few hours. I haven't played it. Simon um, is actually the one who reviewed it for the site. But you I've heard that. all these things about the game itself. Uh, for what it's worth, I heard it's actually pretty long because they put out a patch about a year ago, actually around the time, uh, in Japan, and then it came here that added a huge amount of content to it. So that game is like 40 or 50 hours long, I think, if you yeah, add it all together. Yeah, I can imagine so. And then, like, if you want to do everything, that game is going to uh, do 100. I can imagine 100 plus. Uh, but the, the another big major improvement in this game, though, I haven't actually tried it out myself yet, but they finally added uh, online co op for the online component of this game. Oh, okay. Or the, not the multiplayer component, rather. Because uh, back in the Vita release, I think it was like only like ad hoc only, I believe. But I, I think they, people, were, people were making a big deal about it, about it having online. Uh, so do you get to choose the person that you can play as in multiplayer, or is it just two like Kirito's? I don't know, but but even if it's just Kirito, you're not confined to just his dual build uh, build because you can uh, equip him with uh, just. Basically, any weapon type in the game. Spears, Why would you axes. choose anything other than a dual wield? I mean, that's Kirito, and that was the that made him badass. That's that's what I think. The funny thing about this game is like you could kind of customize Kirito or uh, Kirito's appearance and give him like a, a names, but that doesn't actually affect anything. So like, aside from what you see in battle, because. Uh, during uh, event cutscenes, anytime someone talks to you, you'll still see see the name Kirito. You'll still see his. Uh, you know his actual no more like black coat and all that. Yeah, yeah. Like you, I don't think you can like change the black coat at all. Uh, really? Well, it's because obviously they if they try to do that, I'm sure it's a lot more work than we give it credit for for yeah. developers. But yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not sure exactly because I haven't actually tried like equipping with a, a other armor yet. But oh, then just, you, where are you basing this off of then? You've but you've at least tried this a little bit, right? I haven't actually got an armor yet, but like I feel like that you haven't like. I, like I tried equipping something, but I don't know. But that was just in your inventory already. But so I don't know if that actually affects anything. Are you talking about you, like actual I mean, character models? I mean, or are you talking about, about character portraits? I, 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 what? Character, oh. por character portrait? Like, oh, uh, what? Are we talking over each other? What's going on, Adam? Yeah. I mean, you're just talking about whether or not like unique armors or you know customized armors or whatever show up in cutscenes. It kind of just depends on how those cutscenes are handled, if they're in real time or if they're you know rendered uh, no, no. anyway. Cutscenes are basically like visual novel style in this game. Oh, okay. But mm -hmm. and but like anytime your character speaks, it's always Kirito. No matter how you rename this character, like the the, the only time you're gonna see your like your renamed avatar is like actual actually out in the field. So wait, why does it allow you to rename your character if it doesn't matter? I imagine that's more for the online component. That's what I was thinking. Like I would I would like to separate that because it feels like this weird disconnect. Like I personally like I want to get lost in the narrative and so if you can change the name of your character and that doesn't affect it, like do characters actually say your name in the cutscenes? They refer to you as Kirito. Why do uh, they do that? I, that seems so I, it's, weird. It's, it's bizarre. Like. That's that's terrible. I, I, that, I just don't I don't like that disconnect. Um, for someone who focuses so much on like a story-driven experience, like it feels weird. I don't know. Yeah. 
so the, I, I've been playing a little bit of that. Um, I'll get around to review whatever I pour a lot of hours into it. I've also been uh, getting into Class of Heroes 2G. Yeah, got you that. Yeah, that game's been out for a little bit. Um, it, it actually showed up like was it a couple like a month or two ago on PlayStation Network. It's uh, it's Class of Heroes 2 that we already have a review for up on the site, but in this case, it's for the PlayStation 3. Yeah. Uh, I've never played the original Class of Heroes 2 release, but I've uh, played a, a dabbled a little bit in the first uh, Class of Heroes. It's kind of the same. So, yeah, for the uninitiated, you know, it's a standard uh, dungeon crawler, much like uh, Wizardry in that regard. It uh, focuses a lot about uh, obviously getting lost in dungeons, but it's very thick. Uh, and how it presents to itself to you at first. It's like it feels like for people who aren't uh, used to this genre, it's gonna seem very um, demanding. Yeah. Because there's a lot there, there's a lot of things that it's hard. For it. <laughs> it's yeah. hard. Yeah. I definitely recommend if you don't want to be completely lost, is to go read the online manual. It's not I think at gaijinworks.com or their official site. I don't exactly remember the link off the top of my head, but it's advisable that you do skim through the manual. Uh, to get uh, a good grasp. They obviously set you up with a beginner party, but me being me, I went right into customizing my own party right away. Oh, I don't do that. So would you say uh, it's more like Wizardry or more like Etrian Odyssey? It's more definitely more like Wizardry, I'd say, okay. more, more than Etrian it's, Odyssey. It's, yeah, it's a first-person dungeon crawler. I mean, it, as, when you start the game, it tells you, hey, you should probably save the game like almost every other st- like every step you make just in case something happens. That's yeah. It's important. It's, th- there's a lot of things to, like, even if you're trying to make like your own uh, party for like funsies and whatnot, it's you have to uh, take into account multiple things. First, um, you have to take into account the alignment of your character, the race of your character, and also the stat the the stats of your character. Oh, so yeah, and, then throwing in the yeah. race and alignment there—that's definitely wizardry. <laughs> Yeah, uh, because only some races and some alignments are going to be able to play certain classes. Um, the amount of bonus uh, points you get is randomized, so sometimes you have to reroll for like the the golden number of bonus points because uh, yeah. to to be able to like use a certain class right away, you're gonna have to uh, fulfill uh, prereq stats on them, yep, and then. Got to do that min maxing. <laughs> well, yeah, that's that's the thing. Like, I I could spend hours just rolling for stats yeah. because I'm so anal about. It. Like, oh, I'm sure I could get better. I'm sure I can better. I don't know, guys. Yeah, yeah. But, 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 but that alignment uh, as well. You're gonna have to take into account how many characters you want uh, on the good side versus evil side. Uh, neutral is fine because it can work with both, obviously. But that affects a whole other affinity system in the game that. Uh, I'm not exactly sure how exactly that works yet. Yeah, uh, a lot of these things. I'm assuming it doesn't go into much detail to, into it. Just kind of mm-hmm. it no. Nope, they don't really. Just hand- familiar with the style. It, it yeah, it doesn't handhold you at all. Like it'll say, here's how you like it. This where you do this, but it won't go into exactly how why or what affects what. You'd have to like read the manual on that. And even See, that, this is why. I never start off a dungeon crawl with a customized party. Like, if I want new... I'll add characters later and then customize them. With the starting party, I did this with, uh, um... To, like, uh, what, what was that game that you reviewed recently, Adam? My mind is escaping uh, Operation me. Abyss. Yeah, yeah Operation I Abyss. I got to play a little bit of that game before release. I started with the characters that they gave me because I'm like, I'm going to screw this up. I need to follow this along, at least for the beginning parts. But you just jumped right into a customized party. I can't believe you would do that. Yeah, I, like I said, I'm one of those guys that like I always want to tinker how what, what the beginning like feels like with. You a don't even know party. what that game's about, though. How could you do that? That's uh, that's where can, I'm coming because, from. 
because I'm a daredevil when it comes down. <laughs> I guess. I, 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 crazy I'm definitely person. One of those, I'm definitely one of those people that like I will I will learn whether I like it or not, and the only way uh, I can do that is like a ba- uh, with a baptism by blood. What's the What's the last dungeon crawl you played? Uh, man, I played a little <laughs> bit of Operation Abyss, but I didn't do customized characters in that. Um, but before then, no. de- to completion, pro- probably like the the most. The, like the old wizardry game on PS3. No, wait, like that was like a tra- decade ago. Did, huh? did, did, did Strange Journey come out after that? Strange, Strange Journey? Journey, I'm sure like it did. 2000... I don't know. <laughs> I didn't know anyone played that wizardry game on the PS3. This is kind of blowing my mind. I was like, I thought that thing came and went, and no oh, one talked I, about I, it. I, I played it. Uh, Elmanage Gothic. I played. Did you play the I, online oh, really? wizardry game? I didn't I play I was, the like, online. I thought I was the only person who played Elmanage Gothic. <laughs> oh no, I, I played it. Uh, was, I really liked that. That was, that was actually my first like wizard. Well, besides like Demon Gaze, which is sort of wizardry, Elmen Age Gothic was like my first like more true wizardry style game. Yeah, that's must have been one hell of an experience for you then. Oh yeah, I enjoyed it though. Not yeah. an easy game, but yeah. He was uh, you. I, He's got I, 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 I did everywhere. <laughs> I didn't play wizardry online though. I do, I do know a fair bit about it, but it's just no. See, I'm no. like a huge fan of dungeon crawlers. That's kind of my thing because I like stats going up. But starting off with a, a customized party, like I cannot, I can, I can't do it, you know. And so hearing you do this on Class of Heroes, because that game, I reviewed. Like I said, I reviewed the original. That game is pretty hard uh, just yeah. at the start. Like trying to get back to town without dying is a is a task within itself. So. And and just to note, apparently, Class of Heroes three on PSP and. Is it on PS3 as well? I don't know. That one is uh, coming out. Uh, for which one? Class of Heroes Classic. 3. Yeah, I think it was. It was announced. I think, it, I think that one's both PSP and PS3, and that is coming out next year, apparently. D- Josh, have you tried any of the whole like second screen experience with 2G, though? Because it's got I the whole thing where you can use your... Was it? Can, does it work with the Vita, where you can actually get the map on it? I think it works with the Vita. I'm pretty sure I think it, it I think it only works with the Vita. <laughs> Does it? Only? Okay, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't tried the, the, the second screen stuff yet. I've heard about it, I've read up on it, but I haven't actually dabbled with it yet. I saw the trailers. That looked kind of a cool feature to have, you know, just in case. Uh, yeah, I really enjoy Like, it's one of those things. It reminds me of uh, Nino Kuni uh, Collector's Edition. Like, having the physical book with you uh, for that game was actually Man, really beneficial. Don't, don't talk about that. That's that really bummed me out. That's those limited supplies and everyone getting screwed over. With that. <laughs> that, that, that's, another, oh. that's the first thing that uh, reminded me of. Like, uh, that, that, was, that, that was a real handy thing to have. Like, I was really scrolling through that book anytime, like, a new, like, monster went up. Like, oh, okay, got it. People talked about that, and I felt super jealous because I was like, eh, who knows? Maybe I might not like this game, so why invest all of it? And then I mm. fell in love with that game almost immediately. I'm like, <laughs> I should have invested. But then I heard out other people got screwed over with that whole yep. fiasco. Hey, trying to get d- people Digital to River, man. Just... Digital River. Let's <sighs> not talk about them. At least, yeah. did, didn't Bandai switch to Amazon, though, so they're not even using Digital River? Yeah. Then, yeah, at least they got that mess cleared up. But anyway... And then just going through the rest of the games I've played real fast since I'm uh, I'm a big fighting game player, so I've yeah, been yeah. Uh, trying out Seth Killian's uh, new uh, fighting game Rising Thunder. I recently got access to that uh, yesterday. Uh, dabbled with the trading mode and a few ranked matches. To anyone who doesn't know Seth Killian, he used to work for Capcom. Uh, really was a big part uh, in Street Fighter Four, uh, and then. Just a notable uh, individual in the fighting game community, very respectable, uh, knows a lot about fighting games, used to be uh, big into older ones uh, known as S-Kill, 
Uh, what they're doing with uh, Rising Thunder, which is uh, PC only right now, uh, closed beta, uh, free to play. And then what's uh, interesting about this one is it doesn't have any like uh, movement inputs, like say uh, Hadouken. You would need to do a quarter circle forward with a punch button. Uh, you don't need like that quarter circle in this game. All the all the special moves in this game is mapped to a single button, but they work off of cooldowns. Oh, uh, yeah. So it's uh, so you don't. It, that sounds like the most uh, like a much more accessible experience than yeah. for people that are kind of intimidated by having to memorize all these functions. Yeah, that, that's the whole idea idea behind it. It's like uh, if if that really turned you off, you don't have to worry about that. It's, uh, definitely. Uh, from what I uh, understand right now, it's definitely a more defensive game. Understanding like uh, which of your buttons uh, are good, like for poking, like at neutral range, for example, um, punishing people who like jump at you. But very uh, much like Street Fighter fundamentals and fighting game fund fundamentals. Uh, rewarding, good. rewarding smart play over just dialing a combo. And there are interesting like uh, twists to it. Like there's this character that like uh, summons like a uh, like a field around him, and like within this uh, field, he's invisible. So, <laughs> Can't see him. That seems cheap. <laughs> uh, like the the field isn't like that big, but like it's definitely a good offensive tool and also a def uh, defensive tool as well. But uh, the thing about this uh, field is like it has a runs at a fifteen second cooldown, which is uh, quite quite a significant cooldown. That's like time. the whole match if you if you fight fast enough. That can be a whole match. Yeah, it could be a whole match exactly. So you have to definitely think about how you utilize your tools. Wow. Um, so I'm. Interesting, interesting uh, concept for a game, but still ve very early on. Uh, so there's a lot of refinements. Uh, I didn't even know that was up. I thought that like they announced it like a like very like a Evo. week ago ago. Yeah. Yeah, during Evo. So uh, gonna mess more with that tonight. I'm also uh, returning. Well, not returning. I've always been playing this, but shout outs to my homeboys, uh, the Gundam Extreme versus Full Boost community. That's uh, but. The biggest arcade game in Japan, uh, with its uh, current iteration, Maxi Boost. We're still on full boost in consoles. Uh, that's been getting a big resurgence uh, because of all these DLC suits coming out uh, for the game, and I've been having a lot of fun with that. Uh, to people who don't know, this game it's a two v two. I would classify it as a fighting game, but it's very like kind of like Virtual On. Oh, okay. Now I know what you're talking about. Yeah, Virtual On. Spent a lot of time with yeah, that game in the arcades. Yeah, it's like a 2v2 uh, fighting game that uh, works off like a, a cost meter. So basically every suit in the game, every character in the game has a, is classified into one of four categories. 1,000 tier, 2,000 tier, 2,500 tier, and 3,000 tier. And uh, that uh, correlates with your uh, team cost gauge. Every team works off of 6,000 as their... Uh, so it's like if you can't always... You can't all be like the... Is it... Is the tier like based on like weight or something? Like, is that it? Like, how well, big your like, gear is? Like, the tier is based off of obviously like if like you're a main character, for example, in like a major series. Like, say, we're gonna take um, hero. We're gonna we're gonna take Char's counterattack, for example. Oh, okay. Like, you have the, the new Gundam and, and Sazabi, uh, both uh, you know mo notable suits that like you know a lot of people know. Uh, both uh, both of them are three thousand cost. Uh, because the one obviously they're very popular, and two because of their capabilities. Like three thousand uh, tier suits have a more uh, expanded boost gauge because every suit in the game has this boost gauge, and that affects their movement. But uh, obviously the higher tiers, uh, higher cost suits have uh, more boost to work with. 
but in exchange, whenever they die, they take off, like say a three thousand uh, cost suit takes off three thousand from your six thousand health uh, team gauge. So, so it's can't... like you got Char's counterattack. You got like this guy on three thousand. Then you got a bunch of like crappy suits. Like, who would want to play those? Like, the, who would not want to play as Char though? I mean, like it's. No, well, that's the thing. Like, it, there's a lot of like, when you start getting competitive into it, you start thinking about other like compositions that'll work in your favor. Like, if you both of you use both three thousand cost suits, you run a high, it's a very high risk, high reward. So, say, since both of you are three thousand and you only have six thousand health, only you. Well, both of you can only die once, or one of you dies twice, and then the match is over and you lose. I can see like there'd be a lot of infighting in this game. Oh people. yeah, I mean, there's gonna be a lot of there's there's always gonna be a lot of like arguments like, but I did all the work and you still lost it for us, you know. <laughs> so there, there's a lot of teamwork and trust that you need to have with your partner uh, throughout this. So it's been a lot of fun. I've been playing that almost every night, uh, whether within other people or just going random random uh, rooms. And I encourage everyone who's interested in Gundam or like in fighting games in general to just try it out because I guarantee that they'll absolutely love it. What's that out for? Is it PlayStation? It's for the PlayStation 3 only and okay. it's not localized. But it recently got a price drop in uh, Japan, like with the, the best version, which is their equivalent of greatest hits yeah. over here. So it's now down to like about four, 35 to 40 bucks, depending on the currency rate. Um, which is crap. In Japan, anyway, <laughs> so yeah, it's better for it's, us. It's, yeah, it's better for us. So <laughs> I'm, I'm loving that part because that's I, it makes things a lot great. easier. Yeah, it's great, great for us importers. It used to be terrible, like even like five, six years ago, like trying to import anything and you'd be paying like a way hot above sticker price and like, oh, this sucks. But it sucks more for them, I'm sure, because they pay a lot more for most things. That's just been getting like I only mentioned Gundam now because. I, it's been getting a lot of uh, attention again lately, not only because of DLC suits, but because there's this other game that came out on PC called Rise of Incarnates Free-to-Play. It works off of the same uh, thing, 2v2. Uh, so that that has gotten a lot of attention, that kind of uh, fighting game format. But that's here. Like, it, it's on Steam. Like, you can download so, it, right? Yeah, you can go, down, yeah, you can go download it's it, localized. give it a shot. Yeah, yeah it, uh, uh, like, Rise of Incarnates it, it itself has, like, its own fair share of flaws. I prefer... I pre- uh, prefer Gundam because it is a full, more fully fleshed out game in my opinion. Well, it's people you um, recognize too, right? Yeah, for people you recognize unlike Rise of Incarnates, they have like a character like an all new roster that's not tied to any anime or game or per se, but it's still a competent game on its own. That's like it's inter- it's a good game for to expose people to that fighting game format. Sure. And so, I can respect that. So, but that wraps up all my uh games that I've been playing. Yeah. And so, I mean, Obviously, uh, all these games you're playing, like you said, you'll have a review for Sword Art Online, Rehollow Fragment. Um, I'm looking Some, forward to seeing what you think of that. It's only 20 bucks on PSN. Yeah, That's kind of yeah. crazy considering um, that game was like 40 bucks when it came out on the Vita. So it's good yeah, to see that it's, it's, uh, it's not a happy 20 investment. 20 bucks will get you a lot of content. And also they have that uh, pre-order campaign for the next Sword Art Online game coming for the PS4 and Vita this uh, fall. Lost Song? Uh, yeah, Sword Art Online Lost Song. I've heard and good things. I've heard it's actually got a, it's got a better translation off the bat. And yeah, if you pre-order Lost Song on PSN, you actually get a free copy of Hollow Fragment, a free Hollow Fragment um, right at checkout. So you get the code immediately upon the pre-order. But yeah, I mean, and I, we should probably note that the translation, the retranslation did not get patched into the Vita version, at least yet. Uh, so hopefully that'll come later, but 
If you want to get the best version of the game right now, it sounds like you might have to pick up the PS4 version, maybe do some remote play, just experience that, I suppose. Um, but Adam, it's... Uh, everything I've seen so far with Adam, you've been pretty much tackling that backlog like a crazy man, because... Yeah. Like, <laughs> Is it doing work? He actually been, goes through his backlog, unlike us. He wants to, like, like cover up the image that he has of not playing most games. So <laughs> that, kind of, that kind of started as a joke, and then, like, I kind of emphasized it too much. Cause it was you a think? Of Every time you yeah. talk, it sounds like, oh, I haven't played it, but from what I hear. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. So yeah, you've been playing the Suikoden series, like, right? I think it started out with, like, Mega Man, and then, like, Metal yeah. Gear Solid, and a couple of other popular series I've never actually played. But anyways... So yeah, um, during the summer when I'm not really reviewing a whole lot and, you know, there's just not very many game releases, um, you know, waiting for the fall, I decided to go through a couple of series that had been wanting to for a while, one of them being Suikoden. Um, yes. I've yeah, not played any last, of those games myself. Yeah, last fall I played the first game, which was out on PSN. And you know, it was a pretty solid game. It was, you know, it was, you know, it was clear that it it was a little bit aged, um, and there was a couple of ideas guess, yeah. uh, that uh, felt like they could have been, you know, fleshed out a little bit more. Um, it was a little bit clunky, but you know, but making some concessions for how old it was, I enjoyed it, and it was pretty short. And then I wanted to play Suikoden Two, Woo! but I didn't want to like shell out $200 for a copy or whatever. Why not? <laughs> Even though I, apparently everyone says it's a great, great game. And then that's when Konami finally released it on PSN sometime late last year or early this year. Um, was it late anyways, last year? I could have sworn it was a lot sooner than that. Maybe I'm thinking Suikoden 3. That's probably yeah, what I'm thinking. It was more recent. Yeah. Anyway, so I finally was able to continue the my playthrough and Suikoden 2, 2 has a really... Um, its story is it's got a really personal story how it relates between the three main characters the main character who I guess is his canonical name is Ryu but you can name him whatever you want um, his sister Nanami and his friend Joey and I think that core group of characters and how they interact and how they relate it's it's very personal and it's something that I don't think many games do very well I kind of realized how much this game was kind of how much I was engaged in it. There's a scene, this is a minor spoiler alert, but it happened relatively early, so not too much. Um, there's a scene where Joey stays behind to um, basically let the other two escape, and you, you and your, your, the main character and your sister are basically waiting at a sunset outside the city, waiting for him to come, and they just keep talking about the past and what they're going to do. They lost their, they basically are on the run now. And and I kind of sat there realizing, like, man, I really hope Joey's okay. It's like a flag. And, and, it sounds like got, a flag was like, raised. Sorry? Like, it sounds like a flag was raised at that point. No, that's kind of when I realized that the game was kind of special in that regard. I'm like, wow, I'm, I'm actually sitting here, like, clicking through the text, like, man, I hope Joey's okay. Man, I hope he's okay. Um, uh-huh. Like, it kind of had that effect on me. Yeah. Um, and I, um, the game, I mean, it's, it's not a perfect game. There's a couple of weird, like, uh, design choices and how its narrative flows and things like that, but otherwise, it, when it focuses on those characters, I think it does a really, really good job. So I really enjoyed the game. Um, one thing that's in is kind of its unique hook is its recruiting system. Yes, each game, 108 stars. Each, each game has 108 stars, yeah. and recruiting the characters, sometimes it just involves 
you know, finding them and talking to them. Sometimes it requires a mini quest of some sort. Um, but you're, you kind of collect these characters and you're building a base. And so it kind of has that, you know, that collector, it kind of scratches that collector's itch in, in, a, in a regard exactly. in that way. Too. <laughs> yeah. Completionist. Yep. Um, um, so I, and then I, I played through the rest of the series as well. Um, really? You've already actually gone through all of them? Yeah, I, so man, I st- you got a lot more free time. I started speaking in two, like in May, and since then I've. Played oh, are you going to do a doctorate? What? How do you get the time to do this? I felt so bad now. <laughs> Anyways, um, <laughs> don't, don't even you want to answer it. that? No, I won't even address that. Right? <laughs> Fine. It's a secret. Yeah, I guess so. But yeah, so a lot of the games have similar hooks to that. You know, they they change things up a bit. Sweden in five, which is kind of like. I love um, that game. The last main game, it's very similar to two in its style and structure, and I, you know, I didn't really know much about this game at all. But now, having played it and kind of reading some impressions of it, a lot of people are really fond of that one too. And it, it's kind of clear why it borrows a lot from Suikoden Two in terms of how how it's styled and um, how it runs. I heard a lot of uh, people hated Four, and they felt yeah. like Five was like the recovery point. Like, okay, they got back. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to dwell on every game too much. But sure. four has a really dull like Ugh. initiative, like how the game like sets up. You really have no reason to care about what's going on. Um, and then it also got. Um, it, it actually does a couple of odd things in terms of, like, it's the only game in the series that doesn't have an inventory limit. Uh, yeah, it's kind of right. weird. Uh, <laughs> is that a bad thing? I like that. <laughs> no yeah, encumbrance. I mean, it's not a bad thing. Just, I, I thought it was weird that that game didn't have one, and then they brought it. They brought the inventory limit back in five. Uh, anyways, but yeah, it's just really dull. It's it's kind of short, kind of easy, and it's just not very interesting. Mm. Um, but anyways, uh, so Suikoden, I'm now I guess um, in that pool of people who are will kind of. You know, hopelessly wait for a Suikoden six sometime. <laughs> you can always wait for uh, um, a pachinko machine from them. Oh yeah, pachinko. Yeah, I mean, at this point, you're probably going to see a spiritual successor show up on Kickstarter or something, which would be pretty great. I mean, I'd be all for that. Well, yeah. So, like, if I guess to wrap up that little section, if you haven't, if anyone hasn't played Suikoden two. Um, now that it's available and cheap, uh, I definitely recommend it. I mean, I don't think, you know, some people say it's like might be the greatest JRPG of all time. And, you know, while that might be a bit excessive, it's, I think it's definitely worth a playthrough. Yeah. I mean, um, I, I, not, not to not to jump back on it, but I'm pretty sure the creator of Suikoden said he's thinking about Kickstarter, by the way. I remember hearing about that in an interview. So maybe you guys will get your wishes answered for him. So, yeah, you've played Suikoden, but also I think I've been seeing you playing the Ease games. The Ease games. I think it's, yeah, I think it's Ease. pronounced Ease. Ease. Uh, maybe more commonly pronounced Yeast, but it, I guess Ease is more... What are you talking about? It's commonly pronounced as Wise. It's Wise. It's <laughs> yes, <laughs> the Yes series. <laughs> yes series. So, I'm so well back. When, when it released on Vita two years ago, I played Wise Memory of Sasalta. Um, okay, I'll stop. <laughs> that game is awesome. Yeah, Memories so, of, uh, Sal- is it really Salsetta? Like I've Salsetta. been like Salsetta. Yeah, it's just, it's just Salsetta. Yeah, and I love that. I love that game so much. Best, there, yeah. one of the best Vita games. Go pick it up. Yeah, and um, that was my first game, and I was kind of already aware that it was kind of a different style compared to the rest. And then I knew these games were relatively short, and now most of them are available on PC. Um, so I decided, you know what? Let me just 
try some of these. And so I started with the first game, Yeast Chronicles. And, you know, you can beat these games in, in a night, you know, yeah, first one, short. like four hours long, or maybe not that short, but five, no, six no. hours. Um, and, you know, considering that the original game is like 27 years old or something like that, obviously this is touched up a bit, but like I had a lot of fun with it. Um, and then I jumped right into East 2, which is a direct continuation. So it's the original games, for those who aren't aware, it's, it's very simple in control. It's action RPG, but really the only thing you control is which way you're moving, up, down, left, or right. <laughs> and depending on how you hit enemies who are also moving, um, that's how you do damage. You're and a battering ram is what you are. You just yeah. run into things. You don't hit a button. You just run. Like, I, fr- I thought this was actually, I thought this was kind of just like a, you know, a colloquial vernacular in terms of like, this is what people called it, but no, this is what it's actually called in the game is the bump system. Yes. Bump into people. And so there's a lot of emphasis on, for bosses, like on dodging and avoiding attacks and, you know, uh, timing and things like that. Um, so, and that kind of carries through through a lot of the games in this series. It's an action RPG, fast paced, uh, and one thing that the series is also known for are very, very upbeat, rocking soundtracks. Hell yeah. Love yeah. those soundtracks. Now, and, I mean, there's some variety in there, too, but uh, a lot of the tracks are, you know, heavy on guitar, um, you know, high pay, uh, upbeat, which matches the pace of the game, so they kinda, it works really well to kind of keep you moving as you play. Um, and then um, probably my favorite style of games in the series... Uh, so after Yeast 1 and 2, there's three games that are similar in style. There's Oath and Falgana, which is a, a version of the third. Then there's Ark of Napishtim. Napishtim? Napishtim? <laughs> something like that. It's a version of the sixth game. And then there's Yeast Origin, which is a prequel to all of these. Um, and those three games play similarly. Um, they're action RPGs again, You're, um, but they're... All these games came out in like the realm of 2003 to 2007 originally on PC. Yeah. Um, and so they're just a little bit more, a uh, little bit more involved because now you have now you have jumping and now you have uh, um, magic and other things like that. And but it kind of keeps the same upbeat, up, 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 upbeat pace. And it's just they're really one thing that's kind of really remarkable about them is that they're very pick up and play. Yeah. Like it doesn't. It takes literally like a minute to kind of become really familiar with how the game runs and plays. And then they're just really fun to just Adam, kind of... Adam, right? I have a question for you. Uh, yes, I have sir. a very important question for you about East. Are you a bump brethren? <laughs> oh, no. Are you a like, bump brethren? The bump system? I liked it. Well, okay, okay. You, you, that's, that's enough. You liked it. All right. Because okay. I see a lot of because I see a lot of people like always downplaying the bump system. Like you guys are freaking insane. The bump what? system is great. It made you feel like so overpowered because you'd run into something and destroy it. Like fantastic. Having... That's how everything should be. Exactly. I want to run into things and just smash them up into little pieces. That's, That's the most realistic battle system in video games to gain. There's so much strategy. It's like it's not just running and slashing and jumping out. It's like you run into you're things. Like you're just head first. Just. <laughs> Exactly, with that sound effect. I love it. <laughs> yep. Especially when you level up and things that used to take so many hits, now like one or two, and then they're destroyed. Oh, man. I'm going to talk too yeah. much about ease. I've been playing that game for years, and I love that system. That system is awesome. Yeah. 
I guess to wrap up there, my favorite game in that series is Oath and Felgana, which is really that's an unpopular opinion. I like it. I mean, it's it's okay, but it's like I don't hear too many people saying that's their favorite. There's a few people who I've spoken. You played Origin. I think Origin's better. Origin is very. I liked Origin a lot too. Um, Anyways, I mean, those two are my top two for sure in some order. but you know, it, I think games are best when they're 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 relatively short and concise. Um, like battles, especially boss battles, have this emphasis on you know pattern recognition and dodging. Yeah, uh, totally. So it's, you can't just like if you try just to like um, go nuts and just try to attack a boss as fast as you can, you're probably gonna lose. Uh-huh. <laughs> in the earlier games, you could totally do that like with the bump system. You just run into things, but like, yeah, in the later games, they definitely made it more strategic. Yeah. What was the special sauce in Oath and Vulgana uh, that uh, really made it shine for you? The special sauce. I, I mean, I just think it's the whole package. It's mm-hmm. you know, it's got probably my favorite soundtrack in the series. Um, it's it seems like things are well balanced. That was one thing that Napishdom I wasn't so fond of. It seems like mm-hmm. you know, every time you met a new area. There was like a, a small difficulty spike, and you kind of had to like, you kind of had to like carefully like get another level up or two, at each, at each kind of beat of the game to like, uh, be, you know, on even feet, on even feet uh, with the the enemies you were fighting against, where the flow felt a little bit more natural. Yeah, um, yeah. I think it had the best bosses, um, especially the final boss, um, in terms of like what you're doing, in terms of how you, um, uh. How you how you damage them, how you approach it, whereas the bosses in other games just aren't as fun. Um, they're just a little bit more just mashy in terms of just attack them a bunch. Um, and I guess final thing I'll say is Salsetta, which is the Vita game like, that's the most recent game in the series, and E7, which came out on PSP like in 2010 or something like that. Those two games are the party system games. Yeah. Um, and one thing, there's they're still both very good games. Or let me just say pretty good games. Uh, Oh, no, don't want to overtalk them. I mean, come on. It's, they're good. They're great. I, I think they're like, great. But anyway. I feel like they feel a little bit more like a generic RPG mm. um, in terms of their, you know, their structure and like their stories. They just kind of feel a little bit more typical, uh, and they kind of lose a little bit of the flavor of East. I think though, so I just it, they they don't leave as much of an impact. Like East Seven, especially, I feel like I could put in other characters into it, and you know, you it would work totally fine. I can yeah, see that. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> not telling totally a, a singular story and all that. Mm-hmm. Zach. Yes. Zach. What have you been, been playing? playing? I have promised myself that this year I am going to tackle as many games as I possibly can. And my goal before the end of the year is to beat 100 games. I don't want so. you to go through every game. I just want you to go like no, the I'm last not. two weeks. No, he's going he's gonna to go through every, all 100 games. <laughs> no, I'm going to talk about the highlights. Uh, okay. But right. I'm not I'm not actually... Okay, I'm not going to talk about the highlights. So I want to just point out a couple games that I've actually played um, in the past couple months. Not We'll talk about the past couple weeks in just a second, but like the past couple months. So one game that I had absolutely no idea of until I did a little bit of searching because I saw this. So there's this really cool video that someone made where they had compiled all of the openings to Super Nintendo games, like the start screen. Like when you get up and boot the menu and see like the little uh, uh, video that would play before you get to the start screen. I found a game that uh, caught my eye, and it was called Alkahest, which was an RPG 
for the Super Nintendo that was released in the early 90s from Square and HAL Laboratory. And I, as soon as I saw that, I'm like, oh my gosh, that sounds like the most amazing thing because I'm already a huge fan of what HAL does with Earthbound and all that uh, from the time. And then I was like, Square published a HAL game. I wonder how this will go. Apparently, um, and this is to continue the conversation, like it's, it was produced by Satoru Iwata, the president, former president of Nintendo, rest in peace. Um, but uh, it's an action RPG from the from the uh, from that time that was never localized. Uh, but I decided to give it a go anyway uh, through certain means to play that, and I fell in love with it. That is an incredible game with some amazing hooks into it, where it's very difficult but also very fun with, an, with a fantastic soundtrack. Okay, uh, so. It's, yeah, I don't know anything about Alkahest. Like, <laughs> we well, know like, not to preface this with everything about you. Don't well, know like, what type of game is it most similar to? Perhaps, or you know, um, it's like um, Act Razor, those types of games. You yeah, know, like it's I, kind I of a side scroller, but more like isometric. Like it's more of a t- top-down type of view. So it's about this guy, Alan. That um, I guess it's more like Zelda in a way, but um. We start off the game, and then you find out that there's this, like, demon who has, uh, uh, pretty much come back from, like, a long rest to kind of take over the world once more, and, uh, there's, like, this destined hero that's supposed to rise up and stop that from happening, and so there's this dude named Alan who, uh, is supposed to go out, find, like, these four guardians that's supposed to assist him in stopping this invasion from happening, uh, but then you have to kind of deal with these power-hungry people, this king that wants to take over the world himself, and then you meet some friends along the way. So you get, like, these um, people that can assist you in combat. So you have people that walk around with you, helping you fight these enemies that you find out, you know. There's a lot of different variety to the different enemies you face. There's boss battles. There's these special powers that you gain, like these weird, like... There's even, like, these weird, like, blocks, these little um, tiles on the floor that you can use to, like, either jump from one side of the map to the other or dash forward or all these things, and there's tons of traps and all these... It's kind of like... It's 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 in many ways like a Zelda game, but... Um, kinda, yeah, it kind of sounds like... I was going to say it kind of sounds like a Wild Arms, which... Was, yeah, was actually, yeah. Wild Arms is actually yeah, probably better. Wild Arms is fair. Yeah, I think it's, it's I more related to that. I remember from Akahest, like, there were these two party members... I know one was like some robot of some kind. Yes. And another another was like some bizarre like I think she was like a goddess or something that's like she can turn into a dragon. Yes, you actually meet so the dragon uh you first meet the dragon, it's just a dragon, you know. I Yeah. I, I think you have to fight it and then they join your party afterwards and then they turn into a human like, "Oh, this You're is a chick." Like, what in the world? <laughs> yeah. And so it was it was pretty great and then she's You're got like, this uh-huh. weird she's got like, you know, the the um the hurricane kick is her move. Like she's she spins her legs around and then like shoots out projectiles, uh, projectiles around her. Uh, so she's actually she's not not to spoil it, but she's kind of towards the uh, later part of the game. But you know she's pretty she's pretty darn powerful. So she was actually a, a very welcome member of my party. But yeah, it's like you never have more than one person. So one person leaves, another one arrives to join you, and that robot. I don't want to spoil anything about the robot because that robot's like near end game. But he is uh, an amazing character with a crazy story, and he's like the one of the most badass characters that you can have join you. Basically, he's an android that was built from long ago in ancient times to uh, come help you when you know the bad things arrive. Like they built this guy out of all the technology that they could kind of compile together to make him this 
war machine to assist you in combat. But yeah, that that guy's awesome. But yeah, it's like that. You got like spells that you can use, and uh, the guardians you can summon them into battle to assist you. So they've got like different different uh, abilities. But it's mostly once again projectiles, like shooting out big balls of like energy to blow up people, or like these spinning orbs that just shoot these little pea things, these lemon shots around you. But it's great. It's got this cool atmosphere, this very, actually very well-written story for what it was. Um, uh, and then just the music is top-notch. Like, it's an amazing, amazing soundtrack uh, that I can't get enough of. And so if anyone's looking for a good RPG from the Super Nintendo days that uh, looking for something more obscure, check out Alcahest because that is a great game. Um other than that, it's it's been kind of just catching up on other games that aren't RPGs, uh, games that I never had a chance to, like uh, the Panzer Dragoon series, I got through the first and second one. Zway is one of my favorite games of all time oh, already. Yep. Panzer Dragoon Zway is just oh, so good. Um, and a lot of the Castlevania games. I've been kind of going through series by series to try to knock them out. I think I might start on the Dragon Quest series soon. Wait a minute. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Wait a segue. We can't segue. That's too far a segue. Are you telling me you've never played a Dragon Quest game, like a single? No. I played seven for about ten hours and then stopped. So you're 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 writing for an RPG site. Yes. I've I've only yeah. played Dragon Quest eight. Well, at least you got. Adam, we know <laughs> most. We have we haven't played most games, and so it's <laughs> <laughs> it's to be expected that you wouldn't know. Uh, but we'll talk about Dragon Quest later because there's been some pretty amazing news lately. But um, I wanted to jump in quickly into also been playing the Ace Attorney series. So yes. I've only yes, I've only played the first one. I beat the first one, and that was like in college. So we're talking years ago uh, when that happened, and so I wanted to come back and play through that because of all the. You know, the excitement around the great Ace Attorney, the latest release in Japan for the series. And so I'm like, I got to check this out. Huge fan of Danganronpa, so I wanted to see how this was like because it's a visual novel. And, of course, the, the legal system I loved a lot in Danganronpa, so I wanted to try it out. So I got through um, Justice for All, Trials and Tribulations, and the Ace Attorney Investigations, uh, Miles Edgeworth. So my just to quickly sum up my thoughts on that, Justice for All pretty darn good uh trials and tribulations fan fucking tastic <laughs> like <laughs> that game nearly wrecked me um how emotional one? that story can get especially in that one that's the third one that's the third one yeah yeah i've heard i've heard a lot of people that's their favorite that like towards the end of that game like the the twists and turns and the it's a goddamn roller coaster it really took its toll on me towards the end, and I was playing through that. I couldn't put it down. Like I was spending long stretches of time trying to get through that game, not because I wanted to beat it right away, but because it hooked me in and it wouldn't let me go. And the characters in that story, how endearing some of those stories that were told, it just... It was nothing else. I mean, it's its its definitely quite an amazing experience, and I, I, um, I all I can say is I wish I had played it sooner, uh, because... People will tell me, like, oh, man, once you get to Trials and Tribulations, it's going to be a whole new thing. You're going to love it. You, you thought you liked Injustice for All, but, man, you, you hadn't seen nothing. So I got really into it, and I'm glad people told me to play that game because I loved it. Better, better late than never because I think everyone should uh, at least experience that game once. Yeah, and people are saying, like, oh, I'm, I'm, I, 
I'm glad you weren't spoiled about what happened, but like, it's like I, I kind of tune myself out to games I have not played, or especially RPGs that I plan on playing. So like, I, it's hard for me to get spoiled about something unless someone just kind of leaps out and, and grabs even, me. I, so. In my experience, even if you get spoiled on something, since you're not really familiar with the games yet, you kind of just forget about it. <laughs> oh, totally. And like, yeah, if I don't recognize something, I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. Um, yeah. I don't remember it. <laughs> Unless I've played it, then I can point out when someone else might get spoiled, and I jump in at the very moment it happens. But uh, <laughs> I'm like a big proponent about not spoiling games, even from something from like 30 years ago. So like, um, I'm glad that I wasn't having to put up with that. Miles Edgeworth, I beat that recently. Not a fan. I didn't think really? it was that good. No, I mean, mm. the thing that I felt like that is that all the things that happen in that game happen in the ace attorney games in some fashion like yeah so that's fair. you know uh miles is out on the on the beaten path you know breaking down crime scenes and all that stuff but it, like it happens in the ace attorney games too you don't get as much of course but it felt weird going through all these like you know uh, uh testimonies and rebuttals and all that stuff on the crime scene like we have to go to court later and do this anyway so why is this suddenly like uh, all happening if it was like I had a, I had like this weird suspension of disbelief just trying to put up with this I'm like he's talking like he's in court and now I feel like Miles is this very socially awkward person that always <laughs> feels like he's in the courtroom at all times so he's talking to these people like uh, in this weird spoken dialogue I mean there's a character in there that calls him out for it and I love I love her for I love him for it um, how goofy he sounds like when he's not in court talking to these people with these this very eloquent he's dialogue. Definitely and, one quirky character. Yeah, him was, and and yeah, like I I had to like force my way to get through that game because I've heard really good things about the sequel, but I'm taking a break from that for now. But yeah, I just I didn't think Miles Edgeworth the Ace Attorney games were that good. I mean, I liked Miles when he he had his moments in the uh, regular games, Ace Attorney games, but like having a whole game where it's just him, I started to get kind of tired of him after a while. Mm-hmm. It's it sounds kind of harsh, but like I got kind of tired of him yeah, as a character. Yeah, I mean, the, the too much of, of him games, is too much. Yeah, the enjoyment of those games are just definitely it completely uh, leans on whether the uh, player is completely down with Miles being the main focus of a game. Yeah. I guess it's also my fault, the fact that I jumped straight from Trials and Tribulations, the third game, into Miles Edgeworth because I didn't get some of the characters that were introduced from the earlier time. So I'm like, oh, this person? I guess. Okay. I don't know. I don't know about because it's, you know, Apollo Justice, I think, is the other one, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I didn't. I haven't played. I played about maybe like 20 minutes of that game. So I wasn't familiar with some of the people that showed up there. But yeah. Other than that, I mean, one game I am currently reviewing for the site right now is this... uh, I forget the, the name that comes before it, but it's Planet Ruler. Is Machina of the Tree? Planet Tree, I think it's called? Or Planet, I don't know. It's, it's a long name, but I'm, it's a game that Sakai Project, a popular visual novel publisher. It's actually they're pretty new to the scene, but like they put out this RPG that was made with like the RPG Maker software, but it's got more work that's put into it. I'll review up on the site soon for that, but so far, nah, man. Nah. You were saying you you were saying you you felt that some of the balancing, especially for boss fights, is like really awkward. So yeah, like so, I will say a couple of nice things about it up front. Sprite work, fantastic. Character portraits, great. Music, awesome. Uh, they put and, and the writing's decent as well. But the balancing of the boss fights is terrible. <laughs> like oh baby. So the first boss fight you come to. 
is like maybe 45 to an hour into the game. That guy destroyed me. Like, and it was no joke. I thought I was supposed to lose, and that wasn't the case. And, I hate those kinds of fights. Yeah, and so, and every turn that boss made, healed himself for 10,000 HP. Oh my gosh. 10,000. Well, is, and, that, is that like a lot? Yeah. That that's like full health, almost. That was, that was unrelated. Like, Demon Gaze had a bunch of bosses that just were healing all the time, and then it kind of comes awkward, and you have to, like, try to keep yourself healed but you have to do enough damage or else he's just gonna you know be back at full strength <laughs> yeah and the thing but the thing about this is that so not only does he heal to like 10,000 HP so it's this constant tug of war of trying to deal more damage than they're healing themselves of course but they've got these status effects that can like poison you or paralyze you so that way you you know lose turns uh, or just try to spend points so there's this combo system in the game that you have to like you get a, a set number of points per turn kind of like chrono cross where you have to like initiate like i want to use this item so that uses up some points but then i want to use this magic spell that also uses up some points and then these go straight into your attacks um so you're trying to do all these things but you might end up wasting a turn so not only is this guy healing himself for ten thousand, but also in, inflicting status effects that you're wasting time trying to recover from. So I beat that boss, and then I go into the next one. He's not only is he healing himself for 13,000 hit points, he's got a charge move that cures him for 16,000 on top of that. So he's healing himself to full health like every other turn, and I can't keep up with that. And I'm having to spend time grinding and all this stuff, and I'm just like, ah. Oh. So let, let me back it up for a sec, because I, I don't know anything about this planet ruler game. So the, this has a turn-based battle system, and how many char characters can you have in a party? So you start off with one, and then shortly you get a second party member, and then shortly you have to get a, get a third. So there's a total of three party members okay. that you get. Um, and, you know, the, the battles can have, like, a, a set number of characters, enemies you fight in them. Like, you know, it's like it could be, like, four or five different enemies. And, you know, uh, to their credit, the enemy designs are pretty cool. There are huge sprites on the screen, anywhere from, like, very big ones to very small ones. So they're all a bunch of different characters that you have to kind of balance your attacks with because some of your attacks have, like, these different elemental properties that you have to... Uh, they all have, the, you know, the strengths and weaknesses, like, they're... Strong against fire, weak against uh, water, all that kind of stuff. Um, but the problem with the combo system with that as well is that so you're trying to chain these combos together, and so when you uh, are done dealing with damage with an, against an enemy, you have like a number, uh, uh, you have like seven or eight seconds to kind of follow up that attack with another one. But that that clock runs out before you have time to get to the next person's turn because there's like this delay of getting to the next person's turn but that clock is still going so I never have enough time to switch over to the next uh, next party member to start attacking them so I can't chain these things together and it's just uh, everything just falls apart in the battle system it's just what the what terrible. determines turn order in that game uh, you, you can set you can set it um, it's like obviously you know you have stats such as you know agility speed you have like spells that can speed up your character so that they're they they go to the next turn a lot sooner um, so it's about initiation pretty much but a lot of it's random there's random encounters random like you know being caught off guard or like have the uh, first first uh, attacks on an enemy but that's pretty much it. So, are there like with the leveling up system in this game? Do you does it uh, random assortment of stat points, or do you have yeah. any control over that? Okay, it, it's random. So you like you level up. Um, I, I will say though, you gain you gain 
a good amount of experience after every battle, so it doesn't take long to level up your party members, pretty much. Uh, but just the fact that I was only an hour into the game and it was already destroying my party, I had no fun with it. It was, it was just it completely inf- like deflated me from the entire experience. Apparently that game is like only maybe like 8 or 10 hours long. I'm not quite done with it. I'm pretty close, but I'm not quite done with it yet. But I've just... I'm just not having a fun time. And it's hard yeah. to recommend it, so it's... Expect that to be in the review, but anyway. Looking forward to the review. Looking forward to the review. Thanks for the review. Yeah. So, uh, enough enough talking about the games you played. There's been a lot of news, and I want to go straight into it. So, we'll kind of go through some of the more important topics. Recently, yeah. Let's talk about... Dragon Quest. (laughs) Let's talk about Dragon Quest, because there's been some amazing news coming out of Japan from Square Enix that have reinvigorated... A series that has been kind of quiet on the scene lately. I mean, to at be least fair, in the West. <laughs> at least in the West. Um, so who knows how that's going to be like? I should say it's that after the disappointment, at least in Japan, of Dragon Quest X, the online-only RPG. Well, there was some single-player stuff, but it's mostly an R- online RPG. Um, people were hoping that their next uh, outing was going to be, you know, this console-exclusive RPG because of Dragon Quest Nine being. Uh, you know, for the only for the DS, and so we got some big news. Dragon Quest Eleven announced for the PlayStation Four and the and Nintendo 3DS. 3DS. And the, uh, Nintendo 3DS and for the Nintendo NX. Nintendo NX. So Possibly. I think they. I don't know if they like 100. No, percent So it was a slip of the. T- you know, it's going to come out. They they yeah. said it too soon. It's the same as. We, we've seen it happen when games were announced with the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One. Like, well, we're thinking about it. No, it's going to come out. You just yeah. said it too early is what happened. So, but, so... Let's back it up here. Yeah. So, Dragon Quest Eleven for the PlayStation 4 and 3DS seems like an odd choice of platforms. Yes. What are they doing to, like, differentiate these two? So, what we know so far is that, um, obviously, in Japan, the PlayStation 4 is kind of struggling a little bit, you know, it, it just, it, not too long ago, it hit like a million units in Japan sold, and so it's like, I'm sure they weren't that confident that it was going to be a major seller over there, I mean, I'm sure it's going to be big for Sony, I mean, sure, they're very happy that it's going to come there, but it's also coming to the 3DS, um, honestly, I, I don't know too much about the the platform differences. Well, uh, I know Dragon Quest Nine, which... Uh, I, I had not played Dragon Quest Nine. I just I said that earlier, but I guess it had. Um, there are some mixed feelings about it in terms of some of the things it changed that the series had done. But regardless, it, it sold. It sold like over a million units worldwide or something like that. It sold a, a ton. So it was. That's why people were kind of worried. Like, is Dragon Quest Eleven going to be on a handheld as well? But Hori, the series creator, he really wanted to revisit the console scene. Um, so despite consoles in Japan especially not lighting the world on fire, I think this was kind of like something he really wanted to do. Is he, he wanted to make a new Dragon Quest game. He wanted to put it on a console. to that'd be, That's his vision. So they kind, of, they kind of just, you know, covered all bases. Like, hey, let's, let's make a version for the console and let's make a version for the 3DS. Um, so the 3DS version, and correct me if I'm wrong, it, it, you know, it looks like the other mobile Dragon Quest games in terms of it's got... One screen starts, at least starting out, one screen has got like a 3D interface, and then one screen's got the more like sprite based 
old school Dragon Quest style? Yeah, so the Dragon Quest Eleven for 3DS, uh, like you said, like the top screen uh, is like uh, what they showed off was a more 3D uh, kind of, not chibi-esque, but like a little uh, super deformed characters on it, definitely yeah. shorter than like actual models. And then the bottom screen is uh, definitely more traditional uh, sprite-based 2D plane uh, Dragon Quest game that people know and love, of course. Uh, but what's been recently revealed uh, is that this dual uh, screen of like different art styles uh, is only for the intro. And then at some point uh, after the intro, you get to choose either if you want to play the 2D or the 3D uh, style for the rest of the game, which is a little disappointing to me, but that's the main difference. That would have been really cool if they could do the whole game like that. Yeah. Because, that might have been, that might just be too difficult. <laughs> so, so because, they, because in the yeah. gameplay demo, in the gameplay demo, because the, this is why I'm bummed out, because in the gameplay demo, it ended off with an event scene that was running off of real time on both screens. So you saw how it played out on the on 2D and how it played out in 3D and like how it corresponded and correlated. I was like, oh man, that's freaking cool. Yeah. How like you see that, how that translates uh, to both like perspectives. But so, as far as as far as I know, like both PS4 and 3DS will have the same story. Yeah, I, I yeah. just want to point out real quick is that you'll be able to switch between 2D and 3D at any point. You just won't okay. have the cool like top and bottom screen function. So, oh okay, yeah, that they they did they did mention that as well. And so at least there's that. If you want to just, I don't know how it's going to work. Like, are going to be able to like hit a button and then it switches back? Like, part of me is like I'd probably just play it through in 3D anyway like the 2D would be a cool novelty thing and like after a while I'm like okay this is this is cool but obviously more work's going to be going into the 3D version anyway with like the cinematics and stuff like that so we'll see I'm now, actually gonna, like I'm actually interested like in like uh, sorry uh, about like the I would be interested to see like monster designs and uh, costume designs and how the 3D looks compared to like how sprite based and also uh, like things I don't know if many of this has been you know explained or extrapolated at all but like things like are the town layouts going to be the same are the dungeon layouts going to be like the same or are they just kind of like have the ps4 the console version might have its own version of like dungeon one and then you know, you know the 3ds version has the same dungeon but a different layout you know to, to fit the style i'm not sure like yeah there's all these things you could kind of like wonder how it's going to be like i mean if these two versions are going to be developed concurrently you would imagine that it's like the you know, the 3D version of Dragon Quest uh, 11 on the PS4 and the 3DS are going to be the same. It's just the fact that on the PS4, it's going to be, you know, more right. production uh, value on that. Yeah, and, and both, it's supposed to be totally turn-based, just like classic style, right? Yeah, they, they, there was a leak of the Weekly Shonen magazine that you had showing okay. the turn-based combat is, uh, is still going to be in the game. And it actually, it looks like it still has the cool, like, uh, retro or traditional Dragon Quest menus and the interface with like the black black boxes with the white rectangular like, and rounded I, corners I, I and all that stuff. It looked really cool. I haven't seen the scans, but is it totally still like first person viewpoint turn based? <laughs> Did it show that? I, I don't know for the PS4 version. I mean, for definitely for the 3DS version, uh, that like when they went into a battle, it's still uh, like turn based, I mean, like first person. Yeah, you see, yeah. Let me, let, me, let me find the screenshot because it actually looked like um, it looked like it was from the side. Maybe I'm just like imagining things. I don't or? know. Like I know it showed a little bit, but it's it's too small and like out of context to tell, really. Uh, at least on my end. Um, okay, but, I, I did pulled it up here. Let me take a look here. Um, yeah. Let's see here. Yeah, it, it actually okay. Yeah, it's uh, 
am I looking at the maybe I'm looking at the wrong thing just because maybe I'm confusing the um See, something tells me like there's like the when I'm looking at this shot, it, it's kind of hard to tell if it's all done uh if this is all about Dragon Quest 11 because it looks like that there's an over over the shoulder view. I would imagine it's like Dragon Quest 8 where it's like you can see your party members but then when you actually attack, it goes first no. person. Or no, no, she no. Wait, wasn't in Dragon Quest Eight like you would totally see them run out and attack them? So that's that might be w- more what it's going for. Then I think I it's like the Dragon Quest Eight battle system. I mean, it's much. been a while since they played Dragon Quest Eight, but from what I remember, it would show your character doing some animation in terms of their attack, but then, and then it would like you know switch scene to the enemy and show them you know with some effect getting hit, you know. So it was kind of like a mix between like it was still pretty old old school in its feel but I don't, I don't it totally I don't looks like Dragon Quest 8's battle system is going to be what they're going to use then so that's from the screenshot <laughs> that I can see but either way I mean it's I'm glad that we're finally getting you know uh, the next mainline Dragon Quest game that's not just going to be totally boned and online only hopefully we get, we do see a localization of it but it, it's it's great fantastic news it looks awesome I mean Dragon Quest 8 was what more than 10 years ago more uh-huh. oh man it's been a while yeah and, and that, actually that what was mine wasn't was it's not that recent either anymore <laughs> so it's not really for, they, i did want to point out that the fact that they uh, also announced that dragon quest 11 would be using the unreal engine 4 as well yeah, yeah. just like kingdom hearts 3 is so they're totally disposing of the luminous engine to use something that's not self-proprietary and so that's oh. That's yeah, and, a lot, and, lots of Japanese games. Like even Street Fighter Five is unre- on Unreal. Yeah, so. they're they're really pushing Unreal Engine uh, hard at, uh, in Japan at least. Um, but it's also I'm more interested. Obviously, uh, there was another uh, mini announcement there of a Dragon Quest Ten coming to PS4. Um, with so this kind of the Ten Dragon Quest Ten and Eleven coming to supposedly to Nintendo NX with the little mini conversation they had of it on the side during that presentation like at least we now have us a, a fair share idea that the next nintendo uh platform will actually you know not be this weird that, that, that's this is kind of our like first phones. we don't know really anything about nx yeah really. I mean, we don't we know, play video like, games right yeah we like, know that <laughs> nintendo has is having like it's fair sir yeah. we know that they're putting a little bit more thought in the quality of life and we know that there, you know, there's been other things said, a couple of things about like their, you know, their idea that they don't want to leave the console market or whatever. Yeah. But like, we didn't really. This is kind of like our first more concrete thing. Like, Dragon Quest XI will be playable on NX, and it's also playable on PS4. We can now <laughs> say that a next-gen Nintendo platform has more games than a next-gen <laughs> Sony and Microsoft platform because well, we, have, uh, we don't know anything yet about PlayStation Five or Xbox Two games yet. Well, Nintendo's kind of on their own little scale, though. Yeah, and and a fact that uh, the next Nintendo console is going to be able to use Unreal Engine 4, which the Wii U can't. So that's... I mean, it it seems like it was like something that you would, you know, assume would be the case. Like, oh, of course, it's going to be powerful enough to finally run these these new engines and all that stuff. But, you know, it, it, it still doesn't say a whole lot because Unreal Engine 4 is built to scale. And so, like, what exactly does that mean for that system? Obviously, we're going to find out next year. But, I mean, if they're going to be talking about these new features, it's going to be kind of cool to see what they do with that. I mean, I would hope that they're going to talk more Dragon Quest XI at, um, at TGS, you know. 
-hmm. Yeah, I hope so too. I've d I, well, either way, we'll get a lot of news of, uh, for it for upcoming months. It's now a thing. It exists. I'm glad. I hope that they are listening in. They keep t talking about how like Dragon Quest Heroes, you better buy a bunch of copies because that can bode well for the rest of the series coming over to the West. But then the Twitter account for Dragon Quest just put out something saying like, we have no concrete plans to bring the game over. Nothing about like, you better buy these other systems because that doesn't mean jack squat just because they also said that about yeah. Chrono Trigger yeah. DS. Like, you guys better bunch of, buy a bunch of Dragon Quest DS because then we might make a new entry in the series. Like, bullshit, you know. It's, it's, it's all marketing PR stuff. Yeah, I mean, it totally just is. Honestly, uh, honestly, just uh, if you enjoy the game, go buy it. If you, if you don't want it, then don't buy it. I, I've seen people pressuring others to buy Dragon Quest Heroes, even if they don't care about it, just because it might mean that they'll get their Dragon Quest Seven D uh, for the 3DS or whatever. It's like, guys, you're not. <laughs> it's every time we get that or a petition, like, guys, it's it's not. <laughs> those things barely. Yeah. Mean anything. I don't. I don't support that stuff. So, but yeah, uh, that's. I would hope that they're listening in, and the fact that they're being more vocal about the Dragon Quest series lately. Makes me hopeful. I mean, Dragon Quest Nine we talked about sold very well over here, so it seems insane that they wouldn't do it. I can understand about ten because of having to build up the network to support it here. Yeah. But you know, come on, guys, eleven at least for the 3DS. You would assume it's going to come over here. You would hope for both versions because Square Enix has been on a roll lately of localiz localizing games. Yeah, left it seems and right. like Dragon Quest is still that Square Enix like. With seven and now eight, you know, eight's still not out, still not out yet in Japan. The 3DS version, but like, yeah, it's out next. Dragon Quest has had some poor luck with localizations recently. But people like to put up like the the Joker series and all these other games. Like, well, uh, I, th I think three. I think the I think the biggest hole is Dragon Quest Seven for 3DS. That's like, you know, the only other version of Dragon Quest Seven is on PlayStation One, right? Uh, yeah, but Dragon Quest Seven. The thing about that is, Dragon Quest Seven has like the most, the, like the largest script in the entire series. And so, trying to tell Square Enix to like, you guys should really like, you know, localize this. That means they're going to spend like tons and tons of man hours trying to translate all. I mean, not to translate, but there's like not only are you talking about the base game, there's a ton of new content that was added in the yeah. 3DS version. So you're having to, you know, go through that as well. And, you know, they were up very upfront about it. It's like, we would love to do this, but it's a huge undertaking to do. And so it's going to be a lot of hard work. You would hope that they're going to, you know, bring somebody in. Because, like, apparently with Dragon Quest XI, they're going to bring Toy Logic in to help them, the people that worked on, you know, Kid Icarus, Uprising, and all that stuff, to help make the 3DS version. It's like, oh, you would hope that they're going to use a lot of outsourcing to help bring the other titles to the West. Because, like, Square Enix gave up on Dragon Quest here a long time ago. It was Nintendo that kind of pushed the envelope yeah. to helping the uh, the remakes over. So like, trying to go back to them again, it's like you guys should really do that. You know, Bravely Default sold so well on this 3DS over here. You should really focus on that. It's like, I, I don't see it happening. Honestly, I don't see a localization happening. They just announced Final Fantasy Explorers over here. I don't think they're gonna bring over anything else. So that's just we'll me, see. though. Well, for now we have Dragon Quest Heroes to yeah. look forward uh, to. Yeah. <laughs> and There's then, yeah. Yeah, there's not the. I mean, Dragon Quest Eleven wasn't the only you know other Dragon Quest game. You also have Dragon Quest Builders and Dragon Quest Heroes Two. Yes, we got Remember. the we got Dragon Quest Builders, the Minecraft type of RPG coming over here, which should be pretty cool. I, I'm gonna give it a dabble. I mean, no, no matter what. I mean, I, I'm not really a big Minecraft person, but I mean, 
it, it kind of looks neat, and I see that there's like a like the the combat in it is kind of adorable and silly to me. It's got more else. structure than a typical Minecraft game. That's what I'm. A more story structure. It sounds like. So that may be worth it. Yeah, Dragon Quest Heroes too. Like it. That's still not till next year for Japan. So anyone who's uh, who was uh, getting fearful that oh my gosh, Japan's getting Dragon Quest Heroes too before we can get Dragon Quest Heroes here. It's like no, that's not the case. Um, but. I mean, if you want to see, if you like Dragon Quest Heroes, that kind of game, like if you enjoy what you play this upcoming fall uh, for that game, definitely look forward to Dragon Quest Heroes too. Because if that sells well, we're definitely going to see it over here. Yeah. Don't know enough about that game because I've never. Obviously, the game hasn't been localized yet. Just my time at E3, so I don't know much of anything about Dragon Quest Heroes to really care too much about the sequel just yet. So I have to it does have a good them. cast list though. <laughs> yeah. That. It's obviously I mean, a bunch of fan service. <laughs> that's not a bad thing. Uh, for someone who's barely played the, the series, I don't have a whole a big connection to it, but, you know, soon enough. So, I mean, just, just to go over it real fast, I mean, Dragon Quest Heroes 2, key visual. We see, you know, uh, Maya and Kirill from Dragon Quest 4, uh, Terry and Carver from 6, and Maribel from 7. <laughs> yep. Hey, Carver's awesome. <laughs> he beats but things up real well. That's what I've he heard. He does. He beats he things does. up. Oh yeah, but moving on. I mean, that's not the only big piece of news that you know got announced over the uh, past few weeks. So yeah, now we've got a huge announcement coming out. Uh, so obvi- obviously, uh, one thing we knew is that so we have Spike Spike Chunsoft's publisher in Japan teasing a new game, uh, open up a site, and then shortly thereafter, that site updated to reveal that Triace Star Ocean dudes are helping them in this effort and so you're like wait what and uh, this huge amount of like uh like a lot of people's heads turned and as soon as this was talked site, about site i think one of the very first things it said was side view rpg yes. which when you when you hear triace and side view rpg there should only be one series that comes to mind <laughs> and that's valkyrie profile yes which i i love valkyrie profile it might even be my favorite playstation one rpg um so I was pretty excited, um, and you know it's kind of it's kind of hard to believe that like a couple of years ago, like Triace was kind of all but dead. Like they were just kind of like the Aaron boys on like Final Fantasy thirteen two or whatever. Um, but now they have a new Star Ocean coming out, and now this Exist Archive, which um, the more details were revealed recently in Famitsu, um, but it has a lot of similar things. Um, uh, to Valkyrie profile, including like obviously the side view aspect of it, characters matched to buttons, uh, and the um, oh, and sorry. Oh yeah, you were cutting out a little bit. There, yeah, I think you're good. Oh sorry, yeah, I think you're good now. Um, well, I don't know. I don't know what was cut off, but basically, side view RPG characters um, list matched to buttons. Um, in, in combat, you mean, right? Yeah. Yeah, for the combat. So it sounds a lot like Valkyrie Profile. Um, Adam's pretty uh, excited about this. Yes, yes I'm pretty excited. Stoked. Um, the big characters map to buttons. That's the best part. So well, this is like, coming for the PlayStation 4 element. and Vita, right? Yeah, it's PS4 and Vita. Okay. Um, Thank you, sure. Which has been so kind I, of a common thread so far with all these announcements. With PS4, so PS3, and Vita, this? yeah. Like, I don't know too much about Exist Archive. Uh, I mean, I've been following the news. I here made and there. a post. 
I spent so I, much I, time. I, uh, I, I know. I like. I, I'm seeing it, but like, uh, what, what's the thing that makes it really stand out? Because I feel like I have to see this game in motion to really be sold on this. I think it's more like the concept is what's kind of like drawn me into this because. Okay. So you've got these twelve protagonists, these twelve heroes that you're going to have a lot of control over their fates throughout the course of the story because uh, everything's kind of set in modern Tokyo, but then they're kind of whisked away to this. This new, this other planet, Portolexa, this alien planet where they're all stuck there um, after such and such happens. I mean, you can read the post if you want to uh, get a little bit more spoilers about what's going on in that entire story. But it sounds like what's going to happen is that over the course of the game, you're going to have the uh, the choice of which of these characters in your party are you going to send back to Earth. So that they can, you know, live out the rest of their lives uh, like they want to in peace and all that stuff. And so uh, there's this con- there's this idea that there's going to be all these different endings and all these different branching paths that's going to happen because of the decisions that you make of which characters to send back. And so I think that's that's what's kind of you know captured my attention is that there's these narrative hooks coming in that's going to play a big part in what's going to happen during the game. So this is going to be like a sense of sacrifice. Like, okay, um, how much effort am I going to put into building up this character if I know that at some point I'm going to have to give him up? And it's, I, I wonder like how much of it's going to be you know player choice as far as who goes back whether it's going to be more plot-driven. Like, okay, this person says he wants to go. I can't stop him. This... I'm being forced to this this scene where it's going to happen anyway. Uh, who knows if it's going to be like your choice of to send someone back, or they're just going to straight up die. It's going <laughs> to. I wonder how that's going to play in it. But that's mm. that seems kind of fascinating to me. I don't know about you guys. Uh, I don't know yet. I still don't know. I mean, it, it sounds nice, but I feel like it's a it's something that's going to be really. It all boils down to execution for me. Yeah. Apparently it's going to be a long game. Like, they're saying 40 to 50 hours. So it's going to be a long RPG. That's that's good to hear as well. I think people are kind of turned off a little bit from what they've seen because of it's got, like, the chibified characters mm-hmm. yeah, that run that. around. Yeah, and and all that. But I think once people get over that stuff and get into the story, they're going to love it. It's like the scene with Blavey Default. From yeah. what I've heard, people love that game. So I'm, I haven't played it, but, you know, they got over people, that pe- pe- People love... Four fifths of that game. I mean that, yeah. and like, okay, I've got Fire Emblem Awakening's got chibi characters when you go into battle and all that, but people still love that. So it's like you got the character portraits that are true to life, and then you got the character models that look completely different. So I'm sure people get over that because you, I mean, you got quite the pedigree on this as well. So you've got like the director and writer of Valkyrie Profile working on it. You've got the. Um, the character designer uh, who worked on Tokimeki Memorial and Love Plus, who like left Konami not too long ago, I think, or at least yeah. he's, he's, he kind of departed from that. And then you got the Golden Boy Matoi Sakuraba doing the comp- like doing the music as well. Of so. If you ever see Tri Ace on like anything, like there's like a 95% chance that Sakuraba will be on it. If you're expecting anything different, then you're freaking crazy. <laughs> I think the only game uh, that he didn't do work on was like. Radiata stories, and that's it. Like, they yeah, got somebody else for that, but that's yeah. it. That's like everything else is Sakura. Sakura. Like, Trias and Sakura have, like, this blood oath, I feel like, behind the scenes. Oh, totally. He's been there since the very beginning. So, people want the Valkyrie profile. This is probably the closest that they're going to yeah, get, it sounds like. Sure. 
I, I do like the character designs though of the game. Like uh, there's there's something really like vibrant and uh, there's a lot of personality to uh, the initial character designs. Yeah, totally. And from what we've seen, but we're gonna get some more details soon. I mean, the full site's gonna launch here uh, in a few days, and so we're gonna get some more direct feed screenshots of that stuff. So get a better look of what the visuals actually look like, and not compressed to hell from like random Famitsu screenshots that aren't in the full resolution. So. That's going to be interesting. I mean, I'm going to be playing that on the PlayStation 4 for sure. Uh, but it's cool to see that it's going to be on the Vita. Vita getting a lot of love in Japan. Yeah. Obviously. Oh, yeah. But yeah, um, for a company that was bought out by a mobile mobile co- company in Japan, turn it around with like Star Ocean and, and this and an exist archive now. So put those fears to rest. And then just something real fast like... Uh, like uh, and that's not this year. Yeah, wait, Exist Archive? Yeah, it's out this year. Wait, Crazy. Uh, it's coming like, out later this re- year. Yeah. Is there, like, release. a release date for it? No, just, like, later this year. That's oh, yeah, nice. They just said 2015. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Also, It'll just feel fast. It'll probably get, like, uh, you know, just most of the details around Tokyo Game Show time, and, and I guess... Yeah, I can imagine, so... Well, that's, like, a, a little over a month, so that makes sense, yeah. Um, for anyone who was uh, hoping to import Yoru no Naikuni like on the August 27th, just a real quick update on that. That's been delayed to September 17. Um, I've been posting uh, continual updates on the sites for any weekly updates they show off. So anyone who's interested in the next uh, Gust RPG that's not uh, Talia related, uh, really promising game. I really hope that uh, game is something special. The, the character designs look awesome. I love yeah, it. I mean, I, the, like the transformation forms uh, are getting more and more bizarre. Like the most recent uh, transformation <laughs> form, uh, armor form. With a giant uh, arm. Yeah, it's <laughs> pretty cool. Freaking crazy. Uh, we still don't have like a, a nice like chunk of like uncut gameplay just yet. But... No, it's been mostly like story stuff, not so much the gameplay itself. Yeah, yeah, just a little peeks here and there. But th- that game continues to impress me. Oh, yeah. The more uh, uh, the more I cover it, I'll have uh, an article on it uh, sh- shortly. Even the next, uh, it should be already be up on the site when the, they hear this. <laughs> oh, good. Actually, but it looks other... great, and the soundtrack once again sounds awesome. You go to the website for for that game, and you can hear some of the tracks from it. Oh, oh, oh. OST! I can't, oh. Wait. Uh, I can't wait for oh, OST. I mean, sounds great already. Yeah, I remember. I remember when this game was first announced and the site opened, and it's like you go to the website, and it was just kind of like, it was actually kind of odd. Like the, the music starts playing, and you're like, "Wow!" Like right away, like yeah, the vocal music. Guess what, guys? Guess what's making a return in 2015? What, what is it, Josh? What is it? I guess you would never have fucking guessed that Odin Spear is once again relevant in the year 2015. Holy crap! Vanillaware. All these years, and now we're back with the Norse mythology RPG once again. Odin Spear Lefthrasir. Lefthrasir? I can tell how many people working at game stores are going to fight to pronounce that. (laughs) I'm not even going to (laughs) try. Lefthrasir. Okay, so Odin Spear uh, is getting a HD remake for the PS4, PS3, and PlayStation Vita. It's, and the nice thing about it is we don't have to wait for uh, the, to guess whether it's going to be localized or not. Uh, shortly after its announcement, Atlas and PlayStation was like, yep, it's coming over early next year. Yes. North America, anyway. Yep, North America. I, they, East they, America is going to be on Europe, yeah, you know. So, yeah, so. yeah. 
Oh, Europeans are now not officially pleading but... for Nisa to do their magic. Yeah, so far. It, but if not, they can still import it as well. Yeah. If push comes to shove. Yeah, of course, but you know. We got yeah. the weak, we, we're, we have a weaker currency than they do in Europe, so they should probably do that anyway, but you know, that's how it is. There's not going to be any DLC, I'm sure, so who cares? <laughs> yeah, but if you loved Odin Sphere, or if you haven't played Odin Sphere yet, there's a damn good time to, uh, it's, a, it's a great, you don't have to play the original PS2, like, or to get caught up or anything, because there's gonna, there's not gonna have, like, it's not gonna be like a sequel, per se, but it's gonna refine a lot of the problems that the original PlayStation like the, 2 released. The inventory out. stuff, management, sounds like they're rehauling all that. Oh, that was the worst. I totally forgot about that. That was yep. terrible. Like, yep. You have, like, these weird, like, very, like, sm small amount of slots available to you. It was kind of a pain. Yeah, and uh, just uh, I'll just go over several of the like improvements they'll have on it. But for anyone who wa wants to play the original PS2 release, there is going to be a classic mode inside this as well. So anyone who prefers that, don't worry about it. They've got you covered. <laughs> but to anyone who wants to uh, get the more refined experience out of it, there's going to be new maps and enemies on it. There's going to be uh, the movement controls will have a faster response time. Battle system is going to get like a uh, tweaked here and there, which is pretty significant because it's going to be more uh, in the style of uh, Muramasa than even Blade, which is also by Vanillaware. I never played that. What's, the, what's that mean? Like it's going to be more okay. action heavy? It's going to be more action heavy. It's gonna be probably going to have like uh, some crazy uh, juggle combo system. Oh. Um, it's going to be like the battle system of Muramasa is very frantic. Uh, very uh, fast-paced. You are uh, constantly dealing with enemies uh, left and right per encounter, and you have to you switch between. Of course, it's not going to be in, in, inside uh, Odin's here, but in or in the context of Muramasa, you always had uh, three blades with you that you uh, you know customize uh, before you go into a battle. Uh, and these each of these blades would have different things, and uh, your swords can break. So if uh, one of your swords breaks, you have to be fast on it and uh, quickly switch right away. Oh. So it's going to be more in that vein of like a frantic. Uh, I can imagine more, you know, fast-paced. Like the the flow of the battle system will definitely have you more on your feet. Yeah. And of course, the the most welcome change is we're probably going to have a more stable frame rate. Oh. That's what I think that sold a lot, a lot of people is because of how <laughs> crappy the frame rate can get during that game at times, especially during the oh, boss yeah. battles. Oh, yeah. I mean, just it's gonna be a godsend to have finally be able to be in an acceptable frame rate during those uh big encounters. And just there was a little uh live stream for it as well. And what we saw off the bat was the the map UI, uh, the, yeah, the map uh UI for it is just now freaking amazing, absolutely gorgeous. I can't Gross. wait for it. It's... It sounds, it's a huge, under, I'm, I'm glad that they're doing it. I mean, obviously when that site launched, people were saying like, people picked up on it pretty quickly. Yeah, the, the logo, like the text and the text font was kind of a giveaway. But that the good news is, is that, you know, people were kind of like, oh man, is this all they're going to do? Or are they just going to announce a, this remake and that's it? Now, like right after they said, no nah, guys, we got you covered. We're going to announce something in September. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> so, something so new. This is, this isn't the end of like the the collaboration between Vanillaware and Atlas. Yeah, they said stay tuned in September. We're like, all right, guys. Yeah, and according <laughs> to like, yeah, that the teaser that they put out looks like they're going for a more sci-fi type of look to it. So uh, yeah. more genre. So it's Matrix. Yeah, Matrixy. <laughs> it's got all these gears and these uh, inputs, wires, and all this stuff. So yeah, it's it sounds like that's that's their next thing, and that that sounds like it's going to be. That sounds like it's going to be pretty cool. <laughs> Just for the yeah. idea alone of Vanillaware making something sci-fi, that sounds pretty cool. 
next thing we have is uh, just a brief mention. I, I, did we ever clear up if like it was ever closed? Like the Tree of Savior closed uh, English version, closed beta. Yeah, it's coming soon. I don't know if you, it's already too late to sign up. It'll probably be too late by I mean, the time. By the time people listen to this, it's oh, going to yeah. be definitely. Yeah, it's. I'm not. We're not going to put this up like in a minute. It's definitely closed. In a minute, but, right after this, yeah, I always forget. That. Right now. But, but they only brought in like five thousand people. They probably hit their max like a while ago, so it doesn't matter. Well, it's not first come first serve though. That's the thing. It's uh, random choosing. Yeah, it's going to be random. So Aww. cross okay, so your fingers. Savior. It's a uh, MMORPG. Free to play. Uh, from the developers of Ragnarok Odyssey, or is it just the artist? Ragnarok Odyssey, Ragnarok Online, my friend. Don't don't I'm, I'm, lump okay, it in okay. with Ragnarok Odyssey, uh, uh, yeah, please. You're gonna, you're gonna make a lot of people triggered with that. Just, oh, it's... You, just, you need to uh, be wary. Yeah, we're not talking about some Monster Hunter clone. No, I love Ragnarok Odyssey. Uh, no, no hate against that game, but yeah, it's uh, Ragnarok Online, which was a super popular MMO a long time ago, like. One of my favorite games of all time. That game came out like 15 years ago, though. So it's it's the same uh, creator, uh, a lot of the same key staff members, and the same sound team um, composing all that stuff who worked on the original Ragnarok Online. Ragnarok Online 2 was made by a different team, so don't mix this up with that. Uh, it's That was a totally different team, and so they just took the name with gravity and carried it on. Uh, so this is the, a lot of the same people, and you get that right away if you look at the screenshots. And there's a ton of video people can already watch if they want to of people playing the closed beta in Korea. And and from what we've heard, it's like this English closed beta is actually the most current version of the game, which is kind of crazy. But that's the case. Yeah, it's going to be based off uh, the closed beta test three, I yeah. believe. Yeah, uh, yeah. In the Korean version, so they're gonna. There's a trailer up on the um, my article for it that uh, goes over a lot of the changes to, uh, that are in closed beta test three, and I Mouse if you if, if you're in the closed beta if you listener are in the closed beta, let us know what you think because <laughs> we're still crossing our fingers. Zach and I definitely try are, are trying to get in. But yes, and we're gonna stream that thing if that's the case. We're gonna play that yeah. for you guys. So because oh, yeah. I am. I'm so excited for that. I've been waiting for that forever. Like, but what was it called? Like, Project R or something like that a long time ago? Remember. Project R3, I, I think it was called? I don't remember. Just, but if you're if you're not as lucky, uh, I mean, if you're more lucky than us, and we didn't get in, and you did, then you better let us know. Yeah, because I want to really sit hungry, down and talk to you, man. Cause, <laughs> we'll talk to you all day about it. Yeah, I can't wait for that. We're just kind of nailing these through. I mean, it's so. I mean, uh, we've we've gone through we've a lot of this news, but huh? I think we've been talking for a while. We've been talking for a while. I mean, uh, I wanna, I wanna, I'm gonna skip over a couple of these things because I feel like w- people can check the news on the site. Like we got something for Atelier Sophie. You can check that on the site. I mean, it's um, from what I've heard, it's like it feels. It feels like they're taking some weird liberties with that game. I mean, despite the not not only is the fact that there's different character designers for the different characters that are in the game, but like the combat system seems different. Like you're going to be, I think you were talking about that, Josh. Like there's some weird changes that are yeah, going on there, with there, that game. So I can't remember if this is any in any of uh, the previous Atelier games, but but the most recent news on Atelier Sophie, it seems like the items that you get in the game are going to be only certain characters can use certain items. So like, for example, um, 
one of your uh, characters can only use food type items along with like with only uh, offensive and uh, defensive properties, while another character can use a wide variety of food items that aren't re really restricted to those kind of properties. Meanwhile, Atalia herself, being a you know, master alchemist, of course, uh, can use all these items. Along with, um, there's this... Uh, well, I want to briefly say that, because I think that in the other games, only the main alchemist character could use items. Like, only Aisha yeah. could use items. Only Eska and Laji. Oh, those mm -hmm. characters could only use items. None of yeah. the other party members were able to. So this is actually an improvement. Yeah, this is, this is actually pretty big for the series. Yeah. There's, there's also um, a stance command in the game that lets you uh, either have the option. So this is actually kind of interesting. Because stance command, uh, you can set it per character, I believe. And... Uh, there's two stances, an offensive and defensive stance. So offensive stances are you can uh, follow up uh, a character, another character's attack. So it's like another attack on top of whatever uh, character just attacked. Yeah. Or a defensive stance where you can uh, tank the damage of a, of a character with another character. Is that... Wait, because that was in the other games. Like, is it... How is this different then? Is it, It's like you can only choose one or the other? You can't, like, just yeah, yeah. decide? It, it, I, I think it's one or the other. I don't know if it's, wow, like, a party-wide. Okay. That's different. I don't, I'm not because you in the in the so in the previous games you would like build up skill points at least in Escanlogy it had that and then in uh, Shally it had it as well it's like you'd build up skill points and then I should had this as well and then you could just hit a like a button and then anytime like a, if an enemy's about to attack you can use up a skill point to defend or attack is that is that well, is this different uh, no like are you like defend or attack like. Wait, are you talking about for other characters or? Yeah, other part. Like okay. if someone's about to be attacked, another party member. If you hit a button, they would run in and take the blunt, the brunt of the damage, or they would follow up an attack that's just been made. Okay, it might, it might be very similar to that. I'm not sure if this uses up any skill points, to be yeah. honest. It's like stances. Like I, it sounds like if you're talking about stances, it sounds like you have to decide whether they're going to be helping or just. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure if it's an all all in thing or per character basis. Hmm. They did. They only briefly mentioned that. Oh, okay. I, um, I, would, I would hope that it sounds like it might be just be more of the same, though. If, if you're yeah, not sure, it, so. might, it might be. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> not to jump on top of you. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. I mean, uh, like uh, this is appreciated because I haven't really dabbled uh, too much of the Talia series for uh, quite a while. Oh, okay. Um, also, the uh, I mean, there, there's always going to be new characters being announced for this thing. But one of the more amusing uh, characters that just recently got announced on uh, her name's Corneria. She's a retail shopkeeper in the game. And uh, she's like, uh, has a, a talent for alchemy like uh, Sophie. But uh, the neat thing about her is that she has this, she has a knack for uh, duplicating things. And every time she duplicates an item or anything, her, like, the, her height uh, is shortened. So she has to be like really wary about like when she decides to uh, duplicate things apparently. So she's already, she seems to be like already quite short, so. A short, know. cute character, as, as uh, what she is. Who knows how short she's going to be by the end of the game. Fit in your palm. <laughs> Just... Maybe, you never know. She might turn into a fairy character. I, I'm sure there's going to be like a, an important story moment where it's like, you have to make this for us. And she's like, I can't, I'm going to shrink. And it's like, oh, you got to do this. And she's like, all right. And then something like she just completely squats down to like an ant size. Or That's, I can see that happening. Oh, well, best, of, uh, best of luck to Corneria. Yeah, totally. 
But then, you know. did you want to go over Anime Expo stuff real fast? Yeah, let's 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 just briefly talk about that. This has been going on for a while, but like, yeah, big news out of Anime Expo. You guys can check it out. They announced Zero Escape Three. Huge, they huge news. For, they were teasing that for months. Yeah, totally. I think everyone was hoping that was the case, so they finally let the cat out of the bag and talked about it. Oh, I was at their panel for that. Yeah, so, how how was you know, that? Like, how was the excitement? I, I, I saw I saw the video for it on my phone when they announced it. That thing, it, everything was like inaudible for you for a few seconds. Like the the crowd was just cheering, like and you know, yelling and maybe even crying a little bit. I'm sure they. It were. was it was okay. So this is this was a bizarre thing about the panel. It's like it, it was so packed, like with like the premium members of the Anime Expo that like they only let like the first hundred people in line of like the non-premium people. Like oh. there was a lot of people in that line. Wow. A ton. I, I I'm thinking way like maybe. At least 300 people in that line. Oh, so many disappointment people. I'd oh, say. yeah, I, I imagine. I, luckily, I was like one of the first ones in there. Good. Uh, in you that line. Smart man. Uh, but th- throughout that whole panel, like, you know, they were announcing, like, you know, their 3D, uh, Nintendo 3DS eShop titles and whatnot. And, yeah, uh, a fishing game. Yeah, yeah, you know, just they're, they're, they're of course, Zero Escape 3 is going to be their last announcements. But you could see people, like, get, like, just, like, where's Zero Escape? Come on. <laughs> like, throughout that whole panel, you're just like, People were just like, get to it, get on with it. There was a lot. There was a lot of Zero Escape cosplay in that line too, though. Like the the hype was definitely real. Oh yeah, our, people were excited man. and just. As soon as that news dropped, like our Twitter feed exploded. Once you heard that, once you heard the, I won't say the name of the character's voice. Once you heard a certain voice, and uh, when that uh, reel started playing, oh my gosh, people were like, <gasps> I recognize him. <laughs> And and like uh, and so far, like we don't know a whole lot about it. Apparently, oh, yeah, it takes place on this Mars training facility. It's not. I mean, it's not on Mars, but it's a, a training facility to help like train people to go to Mars. And that's about it. There appears yeah. to be some returning characters as well. From yeah, a different people. art style. I don't remember the original artist's name, but I know that was. Oh yeah, the art style is definitely uh, a little bit artist. more new. New artist. Yep. Influence. New artist. Yep. Yeah, so this time around the art's more Western influence, which I, 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 that's fine. You know, I don't really mind. I'm more, I'm more interested, of course, like the the main uh, bulk of this game. Like, how is it gonna? How's the gameplay gonna be? How's it gonna be the story? How are they gonna treat the characters? You know. So I mean, I, I know a lot of a uh, handful of people are like turned off by this new art style, but uh, overall, I mean, come on, it's Zero Escape, guys. You can't let the story hang like that. You're gonna get it. <laughs> You're gonna get it. <laughs> yeah, don't worry, guys. You're gonna get this. And, uh, and, yeah. and plus, it, it's just it, we're so we're so far off of this. Just the next summer, a lot of a lot can, can happen in, with this art style, you know. Yeah, they announced a release like uh, you wouldn't expect a window to be announced like right away, but they did. Summer 2016 yep. gives me enough time to play 999 and VLR. So yeah, last reward. So we'll give so, it a try. It is coming for the, both the 3DS and Vita. So yes. uh, no matter what uh, camp you're in, you're. you're you're fine. You don't have to worry about this, like uh, the whole 999 situation. It's like it's only 3DS exclusive, and I think there's also one on uh, iOS, yes. maybe Android. So yeah. I think it's more advisable for you to play it on 3DS. Either way. Yeah, I heard that version wasn't that great, so I think people should just stick to the the handouts. Yeah, sounds like. Yeah. But I'm excited, and they also announced at Anime Expo uh, localization. Of Digimon Story Cyber Sleuth. Yes, I think this was kind of something that was slightly leaked early because around E3 time, uh, there was a uh, listing on Amazon Canada of a PS4 version of Digimon Story Cyber Sleuth, and so people were like, 
what could this mean? Uh, it's like, we know. We know what's going to happen. But it's, it, it wasn't expecting it to take this long for that to be announced. But yeah, they announced it that it's coming to PlayStation 4 and the Vita in the West. Yeah, I was, I was, I was kind of worried they wouldn't localize the Vita as well if they only showed a PS4 version at that yeah. point. But no, that's that's great. I That's awesome. I mean, there's the game that Digimon fans wanted and deserved, man. I hear the, the greatest things about uh, Cyber Sleuth. Oh, yeah. It's like, uh, for people who, don't, who aren't even fans of Digimon, people are saying like, yeah. You're totally gonna enjoy this, even though. I'm yeah. not. I mean, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not not a fan of Digimon. I'm just maybe not as not a super fan or anything. I'm a super fan. Um, but <laughs> like, um, it's the game is developed by Media Vision, yeah. who did they did the Wild Arms games and of course a couple others um, that I can't think of right now. But like, I I I'm, I'm a fan of a lot of the Wild Arms games, and this one's got you know, it seems to be more. I mean, I, mean, I kind of like the collecting aspect. They did of, like, Valkyria the Chronicles. I just want to point that out, by the way. And Valkyria Chronicles Three, yeah. right? Yeah, all of them. Um, and you know, I, I kind of like the collecting aspect of like the SMT games, and they have you know the fusion, and I know this has you know the Digi Evolutions and things like that. Yeah. In terms of like constructing your own party, and you know those types of things, I'm interested in, even though I'm not really, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not I'm not caught up with Digimon. I don't know yeah, what cool. all these things are, but it, I'm interested. Yeah, I don't. I don't think you'll need like heavy Digimon logic at all. Yeah, it's, to, like, it's, no, play it's this totally game. separate from like the shows and things, right? It's mm-hmm. just kind of yeah, its own thing. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So it's, I mean, it's standalone. It sounds like there's some really crazy moments in that, like some really offbeat characters, like like this woman is like a hard edged cop that has like this cute Digimon that follows her around everywhere, and so it's. There's like a lot of these weird characters in it, and also it's it's set in modern day, so you got a lot of like running around town and uh, going into like stores and things like that, buying items. It's it's definitely an RPG, but it's got a very cool look to it for sure. So and it's it looks great on PlayStation Four. The screenshots that they yeah, the, have the art the videos style is great. Uh, is really nice. Cell shaded, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, the character designs are made by the I forget the name off the top of my head, but it's, the same character design from the yeah Devil Survivor. Uh, character designer. I think it looks better. I, 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 I think it looks better than the Devil, Devil Survivor um, art. I know it's the same artist, but it's probably mm-hmm. my favorite it, stuff that he's done. Yeah, he, the, the, uh, the artist uh, actually, like, you can see noticeable improvements throughout the years uh, with uh, his <laughs> art style. I, I enjoy it a lot. I'm looking but forward it's, to it. It's, not, it's great to see. And next year sometime, right? Yeah. Uh, I, I can't wait to, for any piece of news to, like, if you... It, I'll be on that right away if I hear any new news. Yeah, it's it's great to see, and the fact that I mean, it's it's kind of it's it's going to be a physical release on the PlayStation Four here, digital for the Vita. But I think in Europe it's both digital, but they might change their minds, so we'll see how that goes. So, but that's that's amazing to hear that that's coming over. There's so many localization announcements. It's been a great time. I mean, we just talked about a ton of those right now, and so I'm excited to see what's going to come of that. And we got some, like, just to wrap things up, we got some other news as well. Like, so we know that Final Fantasy Type-0 HD is going to be out on PC very soon. Like Extra Blood Edition. Extra Blood. Like, the weirdest things that they put in that press release. Like, it's going to have extra blood. You're going to have resolution options for, like, higher computers. So you can imagine it's going to go to 4K if you wanted to. Um, but I think the frame rate is still capped at 30 or something. Exactly. Yeah, oh, it's on the oh. PC, which is kind of crazy, but you know that that guy who's done all the other Durante. PC mode, Durante, is going to probably come up with something for us, so it doesn't matter. It's apparently got like a toggle for the motion blur and things like that, which I oh, guess... Oh, you want to toggle are, it back? 
I still I still need to check out like the quote unquote reduced motion blur on the PS4 yeah. since you got yeah, apparently, for the PC that's, it, apparently that's getting patched into the console versions as well. It already has. Or it already has. Yeah, the, the, the motion blur has already been fixed. I, I beat the game before they put that in. They kind of dealt with it. <laughs> so. I haven't actually booted up again. It feared that I get, if I move the camera around again, it's, I might just get seasick. Yeah. yeah. I think they well, announced the patch the same day it came so out. It's, so. it's nice that, that they're addressing that. So Yeah, yeah. that's true. I mean, uh, we also have uh, Fairy Fencer oh, F uh, yeah, PC version other, coming. A couple of other PC games. You got yeah. Fairy Fencer F. Um, <laughs> August 4. Next, um, uh, yeah, that's next week. Crazy. Yeah. That was right kind of weird, though, because um, there's a, a PS4 version coming out in Japan that's got a lot of new content, so... Yeah, but, like, the, the Advent Dark Horse, which is, like, it's not exactly a sequel, but apparently it has, like, elements of the original game on it, but not the whole original game, just elements of the original game, parts of the original game on that. Yeah. I don't know, it's a weird thing. I'm not... The way I understood it is, like, it has the original game, and then, like, partway through, you get to make a choice... And, like, you either continue with the original game or you do, like, an alternate second half or something what? like that. That's crazy. <laughs> I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if it's... Is it the full original game, though, in there? I'm, I think so. Hmm. I'm, it's weird. Oh. It, it's not really clear. They said there's new scenarios, and I'm not exactly sure what that entails. But, yeah, I just wanted to mention there's, a, an, a, there's like, a new version coming out in Japan, like, soon. Yeah. So it's weird. But, anyways... Out of all the Idea Factory games or Compile Heart, that's probably the one I'm most interested in because it seems like the most uh, straightforward, I guess. In I've heard way. I've heard good things about the writing in that game. Yeah, like, I, I certainly haven't heard like any like awful things about it. No, just in general, I've heard like uh, it's an enjoyable experience. But I mean, there is. I mean, Sunako is there is. The character designs are from Sunako, but there's no Neb, so I don't know, man. Uh, it still looks pretty good. I mean, I it's, I mean, that's kind of what I'm interested in as well, like seeing original character designs, because when I played Hyper Devotion Noir earlier this year, like seeing all these original designs made by Sunako, I was like, this looks great. <laughs> I'm actually excited to see these new characters not seeing the same ones like for the umpteenth time. So That's true. And the fact that, like, I think in the first week, if you get Fairy Fencer F, it's just fifteen bucks. So that's yeah. Oh, that's not that's not too bad of a yeah, price. Yeah, it's oh. it seems like a pretty good deal if you're talking about like a long RPG. And so that seems like a good buy. But I haven't played it yet. Uh, I'm sure we'll have a we'll probably get something out of that. We'll probably have a review for it as well. So we'll see how that goes. Um, and yeah, it, it's uh, it's been it's been a big time for Steam. I think that. Uh, Neptunia Rebirth 3 I think is supposed to be on Steam pretty soon as well so Idea Factory jumping into that all whole hog so it's it's good to see that Fairy Fencer F finally getting some word about that Amnesia Memories um, also I think is currently in beta testing for Steam as well that's that uh, Atome uh, uh, visual novel that Idea Factory has been championing this year like I think that like that's like the only thing they were really showing at their press conference in April is like just that game I'm like yeah. oh, okay <laughs> sure I know right. don't it announce this weird how much focus they're putting on that <laughs> just I think it's because they're just trying to like maybe sweet talk to the publisher saying like well, bring mean, more it, games it, it, it's also like uh, they're, they're taking this big opportunity to uh, fill in like this niche that hasn't really been fulfilled in the, that in Axis the is trying to fill as well I mean it seems yeah, like, like the, 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 there's, I guess the Tomei market is uh, 
they really want these games, and that's why they keep putting them out. I mean, that because they've been well, like they, access... they've been kind of getting the short end of the stick for like quite a while, like it's, in the it's... grand scheme of things. Yeah, and then not to mention like they can only there's only so many Neptunia games, so it's like they're trying to branch. Is off. there really though? Oh no, I've been covering all of them so far, so we'll see how this goes. Is there a, is there ever truly enough Neptunia games? For me, yes, no. Yeah. I, I'll take more if you have them. So, and I'll <laughs> and I'll be more than happy to cover them. So. What was that, Adam? Well, there's like two. There's like two spinoffs currently in development. That's it. Like already, yeah. 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 There's more. There's but more. Too. Adam and Zach, guess what's also relevant in the year 2015? What is it, Josh? Grandia. Dos. Dos. I'm, I don't know if this is unpopular opinion time, but Grandia Two is the weakest. Of the three games. Oh, you're going to start with that? Really? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> man. I mean, I'm going to start with out. an unpopular Grandia opinion and see better, how this goes. Like, this Grandia is going to be a good has better tone and better characters. Grandia 3 does everything Grandia 2 does, only better. I, Damn. I didn't think Grandia 3 was that good. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I thought yeah. it was like, it was middle uh, Grandia, me. Grandia 3 would have been better if the mom stayed with the party. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. She left, and then I was like, oh. Uh, interest dropped. What am I even playing this for? Well, that's like Grandia 1. If the mother yeah. stayed with your party, and she didn't <laughs> just hit you with a frying pan, and then just let you go off on your journey. Like, if she stuck with you, the whole, the whole game, that would have been the best. But I think Grandia 3 has got, like, a really good soundtrack, but I, I wouldn't put it above the rest, personally. That's just The me. best one. But Grandia anyway... Two. Let's Grandia talk about the, the HD re-release the of the Dreamcast version. Some people were thinking like this was just going to be the uh, like a, uh, the, port, the original man. PC port no like fixed up, but no, this is the no. Dreamcast version. I think we may have talked about this before when it was originally announced, but we got some more details about that as well, right? Yeah, we're getting a new difficult, higher difficulty on it. This is actually uh, really... <laughs> that's 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 appreciated. Yeah, that's really appreciated because that game was a little bit of a snooze fest when it came to difficulty, and uh, of course higher resolutions Japanese and Japanese voices. voiceovers. Yep, that's which a is big actually one. a very good thing because Cam Clark sucks. <laughs> Damn, man, left and right with these opinions. <laughs> Adam, man. do you like like anything about Grania too? <laughs> uh, Ron's a pretty good character. I like Ron. <laughs> man, it's like you're a replacement for Simon this time. I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> It's okay. I'm sure Adam will come to appreciate Grandia 2 this time around. Maybe. Yeah, so, but, I mean, what, what are the other things that they're going to be adding? So we got, like, that, higher resolutions. They said they're going to, um, they, uh, they said they're going to offer, like, aspect ratio support. So, like, the original game's not in widescreen, but apparently there's going to be a widescreen version. The, the screens they've shown so far are not, but apparently they're going to... That seems that like, in. yeah, it's like, if you're going to talk about it, put out something showing that it can be done, because that seems yeah. kind of odd. <clears throat> I, I got it. I, I think that's I, the main thing. It's, you know, higher <laughs> resolutions, there's going to be the widescreen, hopefully, they, they say there's going to be, um, higher difficulty level, like, you got to wonder, like, how balanced is that going to be? Uh, and, uh, the Japanese voices. I mean, don't get me yeah. wrong. You look at the screenshots. It looks great. I mean, you're talking yeah. about a game that came out like 15 years ago and seeing it with these higher resolution shots um, looks great. Um, it's, I would say that, you know, XSEED obviously has built this really good uh, uh, section for themselves where they're doing all this work on PC ports, but seeing like someone like Gun Ho bring this over 
Yeah. Bodes well, because you're talking about, like, oh, they put out that survey with all the games they're putting out. This is going to, you know, be the benchmark for how we're going to judge what else they bring over. So I've, I'm pretty, yeah, uh, you know, I hopeful think, about I think, this. I, okay, so I was, I was exaggerating a little bit. I do think Grandia 2 is a fine game. No, you can't take it back. Better. Sorry. You can't just I, I mean, it. I'm not really taking anything back. But Grandia 2 makes the most sense because it's the rarest in, like, in terms of getting a working copy that of a good version of the game. Like... The, 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 having having the best version of the game now be easily available on PC, that's that's a great thing, because yeah. getting a Dreamcast version now is <laughs> kind of difficult. Well, I mean, just yeah, a little, just a tad bit. Yeah, so so I think that's definitely a great thing that they can make this game um, readily available um, on PC, and it doesn't. It probably is not going to be the type of game you know most PCs will be able to run it, no problem. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. We can only hope for other fine features of this uh, uh, port, such as Steam achievements and Steam trading cards, right? That's Hopefully. actually, I'm, I'm cool with adding achievements to old games like this because, you know... I, I just want the wallpapers, you know, and the, and the, and the emoticons. <laughs> I mean, I, it's, no, truthfully, it's like having achievements in an old game is pretty awesome to me just because... Well, I, I'm not actually being sarcastic. I would want those because yeah. I want the, the wallpapers and whatever goofy emoticons. You're talking about these dumb wallpapers. I don't know. You can find plenty of wallpapers from Grandia 2. You just look on the internet. I, I already <laughs> have the best Steam wallpaper, though. I mean, I, I say I want all these Steam wallpapers, but I already have the best one. So. Is it a Neptunia one? No, it's uh, Chloe from uh, Chills in the Sky. Oh, okay. That's actually, yeah, that's pretty good. I mean, so, and, and like I was talking about, like, this is going to be kind of the benchmark because, you know, Sega already did their thing with Valkyria Chronicles, and we talked about how amazing a port that was. It came out of nowhere. I think yeah. that, what was weird was, like, there wasn't even, like, a press release or anything. They just kind of went on Twitter, like, hey, Valkyria Chronicles is coming. You're like, what? And that's kind of what they did with Grandia 2. Is like, we looked at the survey, and we decided Grandia 2 is going to be put out, so they put out like a short press release about that. Yeah, and and I think Sega Europe actually went on Twitter today and said, they it was a reply to somebody else asking about like what else they plan on. They said, stay tuned. So we might be seeing yeah, some other announcements with that as well. You know, you know what they also said to PSO2 US release? That's no. That's at least they delivered on an actual port this, with the, with Valkyrie Chronicles. You know, it's as far as that's concerned. Um, obviously, with the success of this, they can do that. PSO two is dead in the water. Don't. They're not. We're not going to get it. Give it up. Give it up. It's not coming over. It's too late. You can go download the fan translation and enjoy that for all you want. But it's like that came out and people were like. What could that mean? Like Shenmue? Could it mean Skies of Arcadia? Vanquish. Panzer Dragoon Saga, please. I don't know Vanquish. I don't want Vanquish. Let's not. Yeah. I, I want Vanquish. Vanquish. Oh, I don't dude. want Vanquish. Uh, Sorry. Give me, give me Vanquish and go Panda. back. Uh, forget it. I, I don't care for that game. <laughs> we can talk about games we don't care about. Vanquish. Uh, I'm gonna Vanquish you. Yeah. I'm sure you will. Anyway. Well, <laughs> Transition well, time. Anyway. Anyway. So. That's that's pretty much wraps it up. I mean, we got some other news coming out on the site lately, like Wasteland Two for the consoles. You can be able to play that at Gamescom. We did just post about that as well. Are they uh, tweaking the UI at anything at all? For I'm anything? sure they will. Okay. Yep. Because if it's anything like Divinity Original Sin, that game works really well on a gamepad, and so I hope they did the same for Wasteland Two of how complicated a computer RPG can be for controllers. So I'm I'm expecting they will. Like and I, I said before, Final Fantasy Explorers uh, was just announced this more uh, earlier. 
uh, for localization in January, so people have been looking for that 3DS game. Didn't hear great things about it in Japan, so... Yeah, Final Fantasy Explorers, and it, like, came out, like, it just kind of, like, disappeared. Like, I didn't hear anything. People kept asking about it on Twitter. I'm like, what? I don't... What game? I don't know what that game is. <laughs> I've never heard of it before. Come on. I, just... no, I, I, I mean, I've been, like... I've been keeping an eye out through through fan, uh, Final Fantasy Explorers, and like there were there were some minor I, I don't know how minor or major they are, but there were some complications the original 3DS release in Japan. So hopefully those things have been tweaked and whatnot. Yeah. I do hear it's a little bit on the uh, the initial release. Uh, they patched a few times. I'm not sure if that that rectified the problem, but I heard that it was a bit grindy and repetitive, like in terms of like trying to get to re retreading the same ground. Yeah, I mean and. And so we, we've already still got plenty of stuff to come up, uh, to 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 look forward to as well. Um, aside from those announcements, I mean, we got Gamescom in a week, so I I would hope that we'll hear some more announcements there of localizations like God Eater Two. I know it's not going to happen, but I would hope. Are you, are, you, are you super hyped for those Final Fantasy fifteen less plays? No, no, I I don't. I'm honestly to tell me. Just tell me, are they just going to show more Duske at Gamescom or are actually going to see like the actual game? There's, I think they said that you're only going to be able to see the stuff on active, uh, on the Active Time Report, their podcast. They're not actually going to show anything unless you're actually at the event. I think it's just a treat for those people going to be there. So unless you see it on their podcast, I don't think they're going to be able to watch the stuff that's happening on the show on the stage on the stage itself. I think that's what they were saying. If it's more disguised stuff, man. Like even it is. Small, it is. They already. Someone already no, said it's. it's pretty no, much I mean, it. I mean, I mean, for people who are already there, imagine like the people who are there. Like it's like, hey, we have an exclusive episode disguise thing for you. I don't care about that stuff anymore. <laughs> I just want to play the game now. Like, I'm sick and tired of, of of looking at their their stuff that they're already showing for the demo. I just want to play it now. That's that's it. That's where I stand at this. So it will be living in a post-Gamescom world, but uh, just on the cusp of TGS world in the next part. <laughs> well, don't forget PAX Prime. Oh, PAX Prime as well. They announced Borderlands at PAX Prime. <laughs> Borderlands 2, I think, was PAX Prime. So there could be some big stuff there. Some big you know, indie announcements. There's a lot of stuff coming up that I'm pretty excited for. And so we'll, we'll see how, that, how things go. But you know, for now, it's like July has been, as we talked about, uh, Anime Expo, Otacon was huge. For a lot Jones of announcements, Sky, and so part two will be announced any day now. Huh? Right? What'd you say? Trails in the Sky second the second chapter has got to be announced any day now, right? Um. Didn't they say it's going to come after Trails of Cold Steel? They said it was going to come out before. before? No, they oh. said. They, what are you guys talking about? They said it was going to come out winter 2013. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, it's yeah. what's that, what? What year is it now? <laughs> Still winter 2013, friend. Oh, okay. Yeah. I got to look forward to this winter, man. It's, it's going to be crazy. Two years ago. I don't know. Uh, well, it'll be done when it's done at this point. Yeah. Who knows? I think they, they said right now they're in rec voice, like the recording sessions for Trails of Cold Steel right now. They haven't said anything about second chapter since they that blog post. It's wow, it's kind of weird. Yeah, it's, it's... They're doing a lot of QA, I guess. There's a lot of text to go through. Well, they got that other Carpy Fulger or whatever, the other developer that's supposed to be helping them on it. They haven't really talked about it either, so it makes you wonder, like, are they going to delay it again, so... We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Let's awesome. let's not talk about depressing things. Will be put up. I don't know. What this podcast is. 
Good one. So, yeah, other than that, that's pretty much it for the podcast. <laughs> totally knocked it down. Uh, so, for that, I'd like to thank Josh and Adam for joining us on this. Seems like a pretty long podcast, all things considered, for how this has been going. One of our longer ones. Any longer, and then we'll just be thinking of things to talk about. So You guys talk too much. Yeah. I, okay, fine. Closing statement for my for for me. I hate you, Bandai Namco, for having Star Driver and Zega Pain debut in a SRW smartphone game. I hate you. Uh, I don't know what you just said. Okay, I get uh, real fast, very quick, cl- to to back this up. There's a new Super Robot Wars game, not just BX for the 3DS, but uh, it's like X Omega for uh, iOS and Android. And there's these two anime series debuting for the first time in SRW just on this smartphone game, and it's like straight and garbage. Smartphone exclusive. And it looks like hot garbage, okay? It's like Chain Chronicle, but crappier with an SRW skin. It's like I thought it was like Mega Man Battle Network for a moment hot when I saw it. Garbage. It looks weird. <laughs> and it's it's not coming to the 3DS version at all. No, no, it's pain? iOS Android. What? So, so, yeah. Yep. Okay. I think I, I actually have, I've actually shared information about that, like a trailer. So I, I see where you're coming from on that. But yeah, we, we're probably going to get some a lot of news soon um, to share with you guys. We got some more reviews coming up on the site pretty soon. For now, uh, you can check us out at rpgsite.net. Uh, you can follow us, excuse me, on uh, twitter.com slash rpgsite. Follow us on YouTube at rpgsite, of course, net. Uh, check that out. We got some cool videos up on that channel. We're going to be doing more streaming soon to talk to, uh, to share with you guys. So look forward to that. We'll take, we're always taking more feedback, more um, uh, uh, you know, uh, sharing what you guys think we should be talking about, what we should be uh, recording footage of. Uh, I already got some ideas of stuff I wanted to do, such as uh, more Let's Plays, but also like obscure RPGs, like Alkahest. Maybe yeah, I'll do, do something that. with that. I don't know. I, I do want to stream a little bit of uh, Sao Rehollow Fragment sometime. Yeah, totally. I mean, might uh, as I, well. I, I just want—I just want to get farther into the game, so it's not like beginner stages, and whatnot. Yeah, well, it's yeah. You, you got apparently you got a lot of game to go, so you should probably get, put some time into it before. It's okay. You I already unlocked the most important feature in that game. Can you marry somebody already? Uh, n- no? not yet, but I can hold hands oh. with one of the girls throughout the town. I saw you try that on one girl, and she yelled at you. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's not that girl. She's she's old news now. It's, oh, okay. So You've already moved on to... Well, it is Kirito. He's got his harem of, like, women to choose yeah, from. So. So, that, Time doesn't wait for anyone. No, not him. Not the god that is Kirito. So, mm-hmm. uh, so yeah. Got some stuff coming up on the site. Uh, you can also, you know, subscribe to us on iTunes. Check us out for other episodes you want to listen to but uh, once again i'd like to thank you guys for listening in and uh catch us next time on the next episode of the tetracast boom boom <laughs>